Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Televoid. I'm one of your hosts, Mara Kate Elliott, and I'm joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, LaToya Ferguson. Hey, LaToya. Hello. Hey. And we are joined by returning special guest, Lisa Easta. What's up, Lisa? Hello from Disneyland. Hey, Lisa. <laughs> and Rowan Kaiser. What's up, Rowan? Spanning years and continents, lives ruined, bloodshed, <laughs> this show is going to be epic. Yes. So... <laughs> <sighs> we watched, if you can't tell from that little intro, the, uh, well, one of uh, the terrible episodes of season three. Probably not the worst, but we'll get into that. We'll, we'll, there's some <laughs> reasoning behind that, plus there's plenty to talk about in this one. We watched season three, episode six, High Infidelity of Veronica Mars. And I'm not going to lie, I'm going to say Veronica Mars <laughs> too much. I'm I... Abel Koontz. <laughs> but, um, so Abel Koontz aside, he's not in this episode, unfortunately. We get a ton of infidelity question mark although it's like weird how it balances between the two because on the one hand it's supposed to be like this romantic infidelity or something then there's the ongoing veronica mars infidelity which is just its own crazy triangle every year and then um of the keith stuff as well so um and then there's there's the the, the, obviously the professor stuff too there's a bunch of cheating, I think, is, is the yeah, way to cheating put it. Yeah, the there's of the academic episode. cheating, too. And, oh, it's yeah. so stupid. So what we what we figure we can do for this episode is if we try and just, like... Uh, I would, I, we're going to try and go through most of this episode in its in its small plot. There's really not a ton. It's kind of a whodunit you of a cheating case. You always say that, Maura, and then we take a hour to talk about the plot. <laughs> but, what, but mainly I say that because I want to be able to get to the rest of season three. Because I think this is this series is most well known for its... Well, for the time being, when it first aired, immediate fizzling of of the plot and the writing for a lot of season three. Not all of it, but a lot of it. Until now, of course, we have the movie, which is debatable whether or not people liked it, but it certainly did a lot to redeem the the low points of season three, where it could. Um, Like, it took the notes of where it it was bad and tried to work with that. But So, we're going to try and discuss it a little bit more about how how it used to be, not how things were redeemed, because obviously the movie's not what we're talking about today. But, uh, so season three is going to kind of come into play a lot, so we're going to start with the episode itself and then try and talk about... Because there's a lot of plots in this episode that are either coming from the previous episode or bleed into the next one or have just been going on all season and series long. So, anyway, so this episode starts out with the whole... Oh my god. I don't even know where to begin yeah. with this. But the fake the, episode, the fake rape the, case. the episode we should have been watching. I know, but I, I feel like if we had watched any of the other episodes that are way worse than this, the, of which the there are several. I still wouldn't put in the top five worst. I made a top five worst specifically for this uh, episode. So we've So got, what are your five top what are your well, top five worst? Yeah, let me try to do oh, them in order real quick. Okay. Uh, Charlie Don't Surf. Yep. Sim- yes. Not because of the Matt Zuckery of it all, just because of the fact that they give Aaron Eccles an illegitimate child that he's been giving money all of these years, basically. Like, he's bad enough. We but don't it's need a little bit of the Matt Zuckery of it all for me, because I was such in a, like, bitter... I was in such a bitter Logan Huntsberger oh, yeah. place back when that episode aired that it was, like... Oh, I was furious. I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck you, Logan. Yeah. And you, and Logan. You, fuck all the Logans. And you, Fuck Logan. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, Charlie Don't Surf is on there. Um, let's see. I also have... Um, Spitnet. Post-game Morton, uh, post-game Morton oh, okay. and uh, Mars Bars, which is technically a two-parter. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we don't need any Rick Springfield on the show at all. Was it, was it Rick Springfield? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was Rick Springfield. It was Richard yeah. Greco. Uh, Wasn't it Richard Greco? It's, yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. It, it was, was Springfield Rich, or It Greco. was Richard Greco. They basically aged into the same person. <laughs> I want to live in a world where it was Rick Springfield. Well, Spring- I think Rick Springfield, so. Rick Springfield was True Detective season two. 
Richard Grieco was Veronica Mars season three. Same thing. <laughs> All the same. Both abysmal yeah. disappointments. So. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Also, Un-American Graffiti, which was definitely on my top of like, yeah. what episode we need to do because, oh god, let's tackle racism, guys. Let's just tackle oh my god. that. Did Ryan? Did and, Ryan uh, Murphy then, write that episode? Per chance. <laughs> And then let's see. It's actually, I think the best episode of the season is sandwiched in between like the two of the worst, which are Un-American Graffiti and I know what you'll do next summer because the best episode of the season is Debasement Tapes. Paul Rudd, Paul obviously, Rudd. yeah. Oh my god, but right. that episode is also so full There's of terribleness too. No, that oh my god. There is a lot of piz oh, in that episode. Yeah. If if you don't like, piz. I don't like piz. Of course you don't like piz. Of course I don't. All the bullshit reasons you don't like piz, and I'm going to tell you all the reasons you're wrong. I don't. I don't dislike him as, exactly as a person. Why you don't like him. No, well, uh, you know exactly why, because this love story is epic, Latoya, no. <laughs> but no, I, I didn't like Piz just because it felt like a little forced for me when I first started watching this. Despite but... the fact that it's not, because a lot of people's problems... The, the, the Paul Rudd episode is the episode that says, hey, the Piz stuff isn't forced, this is actually like a actual person, and that's why it is a great episode. It's it's the one that like redeems him. Although the best episode of the season is the finale, but the Paul Rudd episode is the best but, main episode. But it takes way too right. long to and, get to the Paul Rudd episode where Piz is an actual character than, like, <laughs> a dozen episodes of plot contrivance yeah. Piz. That's the problem. No offense, Chris Lowell. Well, people's argument yeah. is that, like, like, oh, he's such a nice guy and everything. It's like, the principal nice guy is the one who's like, oh, why isn't she with me, blah, 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 blah. It's like, at no point is Piz actually like that. People assume that because they just know, oh, he's clearly going to be, like, getting in the way of Logan and Veronica. But, like, the whole time, Veronica's aware that his past feelings for her, and he doesn't pursue her until he, they're very much broken up, and Logan's with Parker. Yeah, and Except I... And for this thing- episode. Yeah, well, this episode's a little bit... I, that, but this is part of why... he is like, oh no, wait, the gang, and then he fucks up <laughs> his <little> friend, but, <laughs> like... <laughs> yup. Yeah, <laughs> brings up oh, like the two of us, and like she's a, she's clearly aware of his feelings, and that's when right. he backtracks. Like absolutely, she's very much aware. And, and I should anything. say, I should say that my dislike of Piz is almost a hundred percent based on the relationship that happens with Piz. It has almost nothing to do with Piz as a character. I I love him throughout, even while they're in the relationship. I just think, I partly just I think I remember thinking, I almost like kind of felt bad for him a lot of the time. So you I'm like, hate this him is just... because you feel bad for him. Well, I don't. I hate him. I hate him in the sense that I feel like he's a, he's being wasted in this in that role. I feel like he's just being relegated to love interest when he was way more interesting to me when he wasn't. There's definitely and so, another. I hate what he became. You've done this for where you're like, oh god, I feel so bad for him, but you're actually like, I hate him. I'm like, you've done this before on an episode. I hate. Yeah, I know, but I, I hate what the character becomes. I hate not. I don't necessarily hate him, the character. Basically, it, it becomes a very Xander Harris. Yeah, it was Xander again, and you were like saying all this terrible stuff happening to Xander. Xander, you're like, but I hate him. And I'm like, I fucking, I do hate him. Xander really pisses me off. But, but Xander started out. No, he started off. Not that too. you like argued it. I will <laughs> say, upon rewatch, Piz does hold up a lot better. I mean, maybe not as much as in this episode that we watched today, but in other episodes, for sure, he holds up way, way better. And I, I think it's a struggle just because most people remember him as such an interloper. Even, I mean, the movie treats him the same way. It goes on to, you know, kind of just push him aside when it comes to the actual main pl- it's, it sucks because I and love when he is like basically for well, being it's not, like shit in his relationship I don't think it's hating Piz necessarily as an idea it's but it's hating that they him. never wrote Piz 
they really never wrote. Yeah, I hate the character that that Piz they, becomes. Well, they basically. never really. I'm like, I don't hate Piz. I just hate that they never gave him anything to do. But you're right, be Veronica's love interest or be what, that. What exactly middle. does he become that you hate so much? Yeah, Piz is oh to me. He always kind of felt like if if Duncan had had a personality. <laughs> So, it's sort of like, oh, I totally get why they want this person to be here. He's, like, a good acting version of Duncan. And, and what Duncan not, like, a passive, like, passive character like Duncan, who, like, exactly. is who stands idly by. That's Duncan. That's not his. I know, but that's but I feel like that's what they were trying with Duncan, and then they were like, oh, Teddy Dunn doesn't know yeah. how to do this. Our, <laughs> so let's just make him this thing that stands in the R. background. R.I.P. Teddy Dunn's career. R.I.P. Oh, God. <laughs> But so, can you imagine having Teddy Dunn as your lawyer and just being like, "Oh God, I, I, I'm gonna lose because of Duncan Kane." It's it's oh my God. So speaking Duncan. of terrible Veronica Mars actors slash characters. I was in my work chat and people were like, "Oh my God, Tessa Thompson's going to be in this," and I was like, "What? How? When, how did she get redeemed?" And then I looked up what she's done in the last. I'm also year Team Jackie. Like, I'll defend the fuck out of Jackie. You're all racist. Tessa Thompson's great. <laughs> Tessa Thompson's having a great career right now, so... Yeah, I, yeah. I just somehow missed oh, yeah. that that had happened, because Jackie has, much like Piz, one good episode, and is... Oh, well, Jackie is definitely poorly, poorly written, yeah. and I'll blame racism <laughs> for that, too. But yeah, I, yeah, she's not, like, trash, Yeah, which people treat her as... What so, was that? Yeah. There was a, so much blowback from Jackie. I don't even know why. I mean, obviously, like, we're saying racism, but, like... It, there well, was other did, stuff I there, mean, like it was weird how people reacted because no one really wanted Veronica and Wallace no, together. But she did they? admittedly did treat Wallace kind of badly at first, and then yeah, lied to yeah, him later. Kind of like and the, then she uh. pulled that shit with Veronica on the psychic TV show. That, that yeah, it was, and it was, a, yeah, but it was a fucked up we, thing. Yeah, I kind of think we should do that episode. <laughs> God, that episode is insane. Episode as, as, a reason, as a reason to hate Jackie because that episode is. There's magic yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. But the thing is, all right. Here's the thing with Veronica Mars because there are there are terrible episodes. There was another my, one of my least favorite episodes of the show. Actually, happens. I think it is season two. It's the that terrible. Uh, the parents are You're crazy. Meg's parents episode with it to steal yeah. the baby. That's a crazy oh. episode. It's so bad, and it's almost like it's like a after school special that had nothing to do with the rest of the series. Although it also involves stealing his child, so it's sort of everything well, like about than, it. And there's nothing. more than one. Meg's well, parents are crazy episode of season two. Well, I'm talking about the main is, one with the with the that abusive is the episode sister. that sort of redeems Lamb, although they never go back right. to that. Yeah, and then they kill Lamb because they're like, never mind. We need to give Cherry O'Connell work. Richard Greco slash Rick Greenfield. Yeah. yeah, so so like there are totally episodes that are. Worse Worse than this one, but I feel like it's it's a good place to talk about the weaknesses of, of the bad episodes because this is I think kind of like the, similar in the sense that the plot is boring and stupid, but it's a little less directly infuriating. Because I think if we had to talk about one of those episodes, like oh my god, if we had to sit here and talk about spit and eggs or something, I'd lose my. Uh, there are so many things that are not just like poorly written; it's just poorly executed and everything. Like, it just makes me. Furious. I think the problem is when Veronica Mars really swings for the fences, especially in the season three episodes, it like the bat goes with the ball. Like it's yeah. really bad. Well, we, well, we should talk about like I think the biggest problem of season three, like just on a character level, the feminists. Oh my god. Now, I, I know that we're walking into the trap that has been laid for us because this sounds like a bunch of feminists saying how they got feminism <laughs> wrong, but it's so what? insane. Like, so this episode, let's, let, why it's good to talk about this is because there are parts of it that do sprinkle throughout this episode. So, 
it starts out with the whole, by the way, this entire first half of the season's big, long, looming presence includes somebody faking being raped so that they could put a guy in jail. And that's... Well, no, so they can, then, like, so they can put a guy in jail, so they can close down yeah. the entire, like, fraternity. fraternity yeah, and, and yeah. then get the guy, get the, get the entire fraternity, uh, perp- like, properly reprimanded, because they were not being, like, I, they weren't really, in, but then, even then, there's this whole element where it's like, but were they wrong? Like, do we yes, know that? Yes, because we know, even from season two, that this fraternity is trash, but... So, so I don't know, I don't know if we're supposed to understand that the people at the fraternity were definitely not rapists? Because they always well, felt like rapists. Like, <laughs> because you know this goes back to season two when they did the episode with George Michael right. and maybe. And uh, you mean the start of season three, they, as I said in a previous episode, <laughs> right? <laughs> because back then it was that you know she had been raped and the the fraternity guys were like doing this contest, this whole contest and everything, and they never really solved who raped her. So now it, like, leads into season three. So it's like the fraternity guys are bad guys because they were exactly. doing the whole awarding points on who you banged and blah, and, blah, blah. And, and they have this kind of, like, um, well, it's weird because there's two different elements at play here. There's, like, the dude bro element, which is the frat guys, and then there's this, like, fedora uh, incorporated where it's, like, a bunch of nice guys hanging out that are, like, man, those guys at the frat are real rude, but... Let's be really good friends, and then I'll like you know slowly like invade my way into your into your like personal life, and then maybe get with you. Like that's another form of being creepy to women, guys. Like let's acknowledge that as a thing. And they have two of those represented in both Mo and Mercer, which is I mean in one way good. I'm glad that they kind of address the fact that there are several different variations of creepy guys out there hitting on on college women. But on the other hand, they never really address the whole, like, like we said, like, the, the ongoing rape thing is almost irrelevant to the final, like, it stops being about these, the systemic abuse of all these women, it starts being about how Veronica is affected by this. And I'm not to say that I'm going to take away Veronica being attacked by one of them and drugged repeatedly is not a problem, but it stops making it about the other women, it starts making it about just Veronica. And it's so... It's just, it robs a lot of people of their voices. Even though I guess you can say Parker gets a chance to kind of, I wouldn't say redeem herself, she doesn't need to be redeemed, but like, to fight back. But, but none even, of those other women even... do. So so what I mean is that they, they kind of, they, they, they go out of their way to make everything about Ver- Veronica in this season. Whereas up until this point, it's been about women at large at Hearst. And now when it becomes just Veronica... There's an easy solve in that Veronica saves the day, and they rob all those legitimately raped women. Not that they have to they have to clarify that. I mean, people are being harassed yeah. in different ways, but it's just it's so I mean, degrading. Well, we do apparently because Rob Thomas <sighs> decided Rob Thomas. to include a fake rape in this. So now we have to say there's legitimate yeah. and fake, and that's one of the big bullshit oh, aspects awful. of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what I was going to say is, um, ultimately, Parker's rape, even even though it is about Parker and she is a character on this show, sort of. <laughs> um, when, they, when it's convenient, yes. Yeah, but a lot of the Parker's rape storyline, it blows back on Veronica and her own guilt because she walked into the room when it was happening and was just like, oh, I thought it was just Max's Oh, that slut was just getting it on. Was just getting it, yeah. And she, so she walked right back out when, so now it, it became Veronica's guilt over not knowing or being able to stop it or fi- figure out who the guy was or any of that. So it does, it is still like on Veronica. It's more Veronica mm-hmm. than it is about Parker. 
It's the difference between the way they um, presented this particular rape storyline in season two and the way they present as a whole in season three. Because season two, um, it's just like it's like a small episode basically, but at least we're giving characters that we know for like a, like a second and we're, we feel something for them, empathy, even though Brian can't really can't do anything at least not while she's still in high school. Here, the characters were given pretty much like. They're awful. Right. Like, they are awful people. And it's, like, you have to identify with Veronica because everyone else in the storyline is, is insane. Just the most unpleasant person. Even Parker, like, in, just too peppy. And that's her problem, basically, in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's, so, it's tough because this is a show where it's been three seasons of ongoing rape cases with Veronica, basically. And including the minute Veronica's introduced, she's interv- introduced in, in, the, in the context of. I wish Stop. I knew how I lost my virginity because that's literally the first, I don't know, what, 20 minutes of the episode? Yeah. Not even? So, not to say that there's anything wrong with someone trying, to, that a lot of her narrative is trying to take back her, her agency in her life. This is a person who literally is living a different life and, and is both proud of it and, and extremely um, ostracized because of it. And I don't know that I want to watch another season where instead of it being, like, Veronica taking back her own personal, like, stake in this, it becomes Veronica championing other women, and then it becoming about Veronica. Like, I was okay with it until the point where it became, like, Veronica was also being attacked by this mysterious rapist, because then it's, like, it's no longer just, like, it's, it's like, a, like a boogeyman at that point. Obviously, it's still a rapist, but it's, like, he's, it's more than that. It's now it's just Veronica saves the day again instead of Veronica... Properly gets these criminals put in jail. It's not. It's not like a Aaron Eccles where he's being creepy I, and like lur- lurking uh, around corners. I will kind of disagree with you, and this is obviously can come back to bite me in the ass because like the show's called Veronica Mars. I know. Before, I know. Before I say anything else, oh, Dawson's creepy. about Dawson, but like, right. Dawson. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So yeah, I don't mind at all going back to Veronica because like this is Veronica's show, like. This is Veronica's show. I, yeah, and then, you're right, too. I know that. But it's. I think it's more of a struggle because every time we get a scene with her and these other women, it feels like she's sitting there, like, giving them the time of day because of the rapes, but otherwise she's just so annoyed by everybody. Like, it's just... The yes, way they frame that... there been a better written feminist character on this show. Right. Like, no. every time she she's sitting next to these, these women who've all been raped and who are trying to, like, actively speak out against it on campus, albeit they are doing it rather aggressively and there are certainly people who are gonna disagree with the way they're doing it, but every time she's in a room with them, it feels like she's like, you guys are misrepresenting feminism, and I just don't like that on my TV. I don't want to see people fighting over how to define feminism. Feminism okay. is however you want it to be, pretty much. So... There's a core issue with this season where Veronica doesn't really have a reason to do things. Like, in season one, it's her story. In season two, she has to be dragged back into it by other people doing stuff. Mm -hmm. In this season, Veronica is detached from her high school background. Like, she is, as this episode is about, and I think this is why this is a good episode to illustrate the worst of season three, is that, like, she is now suddenly one of the mean girls. Like, she's, she's been all CW'd up. She looks like a model all the time for a first year in... She really has that, that hair, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. Shampoo commercial hair. It is so shampoo commercial. <laughs> that is so true. Puffy season five realness Yes. <laughs> she has this disdain for everything that's going on. And in high school, that made sense because she has, you know, years villains. with these people. Yeah, real life villains, villains to fight back She against. has the O-Niners. There's all this... 
There's all this class stuff going on. There's all this history that she has. Here, she just shows up with that disdain, with all her walls, and, like, all of a sudden, she should be kind of the bad guy here, but the show never actually, like, looks into that. Even this episode, which has the Ratner guy who's trying to rat her out. That's convenient. Um, <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> the fact that it like, was, his name was Ratner, I was like, are you kidding? Is this show for real? Yeah, it reminded me of a guy I went to high school whose last name was Ratner, so I thought that's actually perfect. Oh, man. So. Yeah, it, so, like, and also it, Brett Ratner, you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the same. <laughs> so oh, this guy, like, he's like, oh, you never pay attention to the little people. And, like, that's not really the Veronica Mars I know. You can make that argument in this case, but the Veronica Mars I know, like, she listens even if she doesn't necessarily want to be dragged back into it. Right. But the season three... Jeff Ratner guy is just, like, a little whiny baby who was upset that she ruined the curve for everyone. Like... Oh, yeah, he's not... But, yeah... But yeah, he, we're not supposed to like be on his side. But like, there's the there is an actual you know slobs versus snobs thing that could be going on here, and Veronica would be a snob at this point. And the show never really investigates it. It just continues to treat her as the center of the show, as the hero because her name is on it, because Kristen Bell is awesome. But at at Hearst, it doesn't make any sense anymore. And this is one of the problems that runs through most of season three up until you know they kind of figure out what's going on the second arc of the season with her professor and all that is uh significantly more interesting because there is a reason for it to be about her like yeah and i think i think the problem here is they could have done a thing where they have those walls build up and they slowly knock them all down like ironically Latoya, you mentioned i think buffy more because of her impeccable hairstyling but I think there's actually a lot similar with the way when Buffy went to school because I think it's very much like wait you mean there aren't monsters here too I'm looking around the corner for monsters everywhere I go and then the thing is you'll find other people who you want to become your new you know anti-heroes or the new nemeses but like the problem is when you do that with or I mean even I think Gilmore Girls did it too where you have all these people you're looking to make to pick fights with because you don't want to like people like this and then it turns out that you're just you're literally just... Gilmore Girls is actually even a better comparison because Rory becomes a human trash, yeah. which is in college. But, like, basically, if everyone you meet is an asshole, maybe you're the asshole. Because otherwise, like, what's... Where's the commonality <laughs> here besides... Everyone in Neptune is an asshole. That's, 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 that's established. That's, that's when awesome. are we doing Justified? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But so, so, so this episode starts out with this, this whole rape case being addressed in the sense that um, it's pretty much they're just like, oh, yeah, things are over. It turns out it was all faked. Even though we only know for sure well, one is fake, that. and that's cr- they don't say that. <laughs> Wait, no, what? I don't think they say it's all fake, but like yeah, but the one is enough. It's expelled them. because of that. It's, the, the case isn't over. It's just that yeah, Claire has a lawyer and everything because she has to defend herself for these accusations she's like casting. And then Nish but gets has to step Nish, down as editor. So is this what you wanted? Like. Fuck you! Yeah, there's a, this scene with Ed, Be- Ed Begley comes across real, real fucking gross, yeah. too, which is weird, because well, I never really disliked Dean You know what, until, it like, made me think about, when I was watching this scene, how much better of a storyline would it have been, and actually really accurate to real life, if the storyline had been that, like, people on campus knew these things were going on, and were covering them up, or not doing their job to investigate, because that's a real thing that happens, rapes on campus, it's a big story right now. And, like, that would have been a much better storyline than the, the feminazis fake the rapes, you guys. <laughs> it's so crazy that they put that I on I don't them. think that would have made sense if, like, more sense at least, if Hearst was, like, a party or a sports school, but 
as uh, Rome points out in like his review for this episode, like it's supposed to be like a small liberal arts college. Yeah, yeah but they still have a, they have a Greek system though. Yeah, so. yeah, that's a whole thing. <laughs> and Adam Wallace's basketball. Actually, See, that's where I think they could have dealt with this Wallace. better. They could have this whole mechanical engineering thing, which is only really a that makes thing, no sense. The, the whole mechanical engineering thing. I are they trying to like use his one time flying a, a model airplane like in that season is, one? No, it was, hell, that, it was it was that time that they uh, him and Logan built the built the egg parachute. Oh yeah, right, they, that too. They they have built <laughs> up that Wallace likes to build stuff, but but like, Wallace was supposed to believe that short ass Wallace Finnell is a great basketball player. You don't need to go into mechanical engineering just because you like to build stuff. That is the most don't, millennial don't bullshit turn I've ever heard. Into Xander, okay? Yes, that's, we don't need another Xander. That's that's nope. true, but honestly, at least Xander went with where his strengths were. He wasn't trying to do a yeah, program he, where he's getting... Yeah, deep. Insult Xander. He made something of himself. Yeah, compared so, to the rest of Buffy. Well, there's his, his bum friends were mooching off Buffy. Or Giles, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, anyway, so so Wallace is caught cheating also. So this is where the other infidelity... There's, I think, four infidelity storylines throughout the episode. <laughs> and uh, Wallace getting caught cheating... Maybe five. Six. <laughs> yeah, Six. there's a lot. There's <laughs> a lot. Them. There's a lot. Uh, but so the Wallace thing is super infuriating to me because, the, like, I mean, that makes a lot more sense to be the the, the plot with the, the cover up. Like, why give that to Wallace's thing? Use that for the like we're saying. Why? You're upset that Wallace is getting a storyline racism. No, I wish it was better than <laughs> Wallace is cheating because he's not good at school. Like that's bullshit. Wallace has always been good at school. Wallace. Just be happy that Wallace is alive. well. Yeah, things change from high school to college, more. I know. Well, but okay, they do make a dig in them. They make a dig in them, and they're like, "You all usually you wouldn't even be in this class because your SAT scores were so low, you wouldn't even qualify." No, they said usually wouldn't be in this class because he doesn't usually let athletes in the class. And then he brings up the SATs thing as an aside, which I'm like, "Well, hey, that I felt actually was very off the yeah. standardized uh, test score thing." I'm like, "The fuck did that come?" I know from? it was like he just wanted to kick him while he was down or something. It was ridiculous. Like you don't need to bring that up, especially in front of Wallace. Like. Just say that to the yeah, dean outside of the thing. conversation. It was so, ridiculous. This whole storyline so, is it, Robert Richard's fault, so... <sighs> Robert Richard. <laughs> so, I feel like there's a lot of, like, there's been Robert a lot of Robert Richard talk on the televoid over the past year. Well, yeah, because we've done one-on-one, we've, done we've done Cousin Skeeter, and House of West. There you go. So, like... <laughs> We, we love you, Robert Richard. Come on the please show. Please do better television. <laughs> I think we even mentioned them in Vampire Diaries, right? We might have. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did, definitely. When we were talking about the uh, only four black people that have been on Vampire Diaries? Yeah. 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 Robert Richard, light of our lives. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's he he's the, the uh, background for that happening. He he encourages Wallace to cheat, and then once he does cheat, he's like, just, just shrug it off. Who cares? Like... What a terrible character. Well, no, just, like, honestly, Wallace has a sweet deal. He could just, like, drop the class without, like, it affecting him. And it, him getting kicked out of school yeah. for cheating. But Wallace so needs... Like, they don't have a zero to- to- uh, tolerance policy. Yeah. So all of this is, like, another reason that I think this is a good example of what's wrong with season three. Because season three is just, like, college. Because you don't <laughs> have a history of uh, Neptune you just have like suddenly they're in college what storylines can we do how about an athlete who has to choose between athletics and his dream and this story makes but no sense in a college though. context like he is a first year freshman they kind of did that with, taking and one they, class and they already kind of did that with army hammer <laughs> so, yeah they did you're absolutely yeah. right he was like 
Wow, it yeah. was. It was exactly the same, same plot line. They're like, let's give it to Wallace. Between your sports and <laughs> your girlfriend and your dreams. And... Oh, and that episode had Val from there Blake. There you go. So, I mean. Oh, God. I've had also Logan's initial storyline where he does the, like, turns in the test after asking, do you know who I am? That was like a huge that love... forward from 1995 that I saw when I was a little baby on the internet. And, like, Veronica Mars, 10 years later, is like. It was also. this. Stupid I know, I story that, that gets passed around. It was also in Cheaters, done by Adult Pete from Pete and Pete, I believe. <laughs> but like, <laughs> there are tons of examples. You're the, of... you're the person who's seen that movie. <laughs> um, I've seen that movie way too many times. <laughs> well, you you have to like keep up the views, I guess. <laughs> yep. Being um, the one person who saw that movie. Yeah, yeah. But so, well, I hey, I've seen a lot of worse things for Devin Sawa. Uh, but so, uh, so I think that's one of those things where I was like, oh, okay, was it Slackers? Is it Slackers? Sorry, I think I said Cheaters. But anyway, so it's, it's the standard, like, that's another scene where we get another bit of cheating where Logan is... We have to count the high infidelities. I'm gonna write it down. Seven. Hold on. So one I got is it. Wallace. Yeah. Okay? No, 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 okay. <laughs> Should we, like, just sing the theme song while A we're long time, time ago. Oh, <laughs> time ago. We used to be friends. <laughs> Oh my Bye-bye. god! Yes, so so that's the other plot. Is that Logan does that? That's I that's... like the Logan moment. Honestly, I do kind of wish it would have actually led to a Logan. I, story. I've got at least five, you guys. I have He's Keith so and Harmony. I have Landry and Mindy O'Dell. I have Logan. I have Wallace, and then I have Veronica's plagiarized paper. So that's five. So and. Also, like, Piz trying to ask Veronica out, I think, yeah. kind of counts. Yeah, and because Veronica, Veronica herself is sort of that, that ongoing sway of Piz, so it's sort of like she's thinking about it. Well, I guess we'll allow it. Uh... Is there any more that we're not thinking of? Oh, I guess um, you could Rob, say the infidelity of lying about... all of us. <laughs> yeah, that's... Mercer is about to cheat the, the rape. legal system. Yeah, well, there's there the rape cheating, too, I think. Rape cheating? Rape cheating, I'm... okay. <laughs> uh, oh, there's the uh, there's the email fraud of Rory Finch, I guess. I'm gonna burn, I'm gonna burn this piece of paper. Do we count? After it's done. That goes with the plagiarism. <laughs> yeah. Do we count Veronica's cheating and uh, Timothy A at like his faking the thing like as two different ones or as one? Do yeah, we that should be one. Do we, we count one, Tim? Do we count Tim Foyle's horrible wig as one? Oh my god! Or <laughs> Tim Foyle's horrible name as one? <laughs> His name is literally Tim Foyle. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I, I honestly, what, what I actually hate is the fact that we even have him as Tim, because for some reason they love Lucky from season two so much, they're like, let's bring back this actor. And, and put a horrible wig on him. Back. He looks like a monkey or something. It's ridiculous. <laughs> the wig goes down to, like, his eyebrows. It's way too he much looks, hair. Like, he looks like he did every single crime yes. in every episode of this season. <laughs> Like it's ridiculous. All right, so and then there's, well, I I mean there's the there's the Logan hint too that he might be in infidelity. It might be That's some the end of the episode. Yeah, Logan, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, Logan did cheat on his uh, test. He cheated the fire codes in Tijuana <laughs> and the legal system there. So I'm the... uh, also, we have te- uh, technically Sam Levine cheating for Ryder Strong. That's right. As Logan mentions. Yeah. As yeah. you do. In the so background. Okay. One. Oh uh, God. That's a lot of fucking cheating in this episode. Eleven. I got eleven. 11 so. My God, and we're really we're, we're kind of curbing it. We could probably we're push doubling it. from how we originally had it. Uh, <laughs> count, let's see. How about Veronica using Weevil's keys? Oh, to everywhere. There you it's go. It's illegal. 
So 12. That's 12. That's 12. A nice even 12, the dean, guys. The dean is cheating on his wife's his health ideas with the boxing. boxing and the cigars and the scotch. Yeah. Lucky yeah, 13. Lucky 13. A baker's dozen, you guys. That's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, so, so, so like. <laughs> <laughs> There's a high amount of infidelity, but so the, the, this this kind of goes back to like at the start of Veronica Mars. Like one of the coolest things about it was that um, it was always about like parents and children. So it had a really strong sort of sort of thematic through line mm-hmm. of every individual episode being about parents and children. Veronica and Keith's um, uh, relationship. And Aaron and Logan and the Canes and Lily and all of these things combining and like that seemed like a really cool idea and this episode seems like they're like we should go back and do that again and then they just screwed it all up like I don't uh, we ju- we just found thirteen instances of cheating I think that they're doing it pretty well <laughs> well, well they're, they're not they're, they're not doing, executing they're... it well <laughs> yeah the, the, somehow, the plots somehow are there only but... eight of those instances actually worked out on the screen and the other five how <laughs> yeah it's it's tough and i think the problem partly is that there's not it's not it's different when we have like all these terrible background characters that are doing sorted things it's when everybody in your main cast is being like roped into some terrible like new thing of the week it becomes like why am i rooting for some of these people because they seem like they're always just screwing up their own lives because Every one of them has an issue this week. I mean, the only one you could say doesn't is, is Mac, because she's just busy with her class project. And, and Weevil, because he's... At, like, and Weevil's wedding. at a cousin's wedding, exactly. Like, there's really nothing to do with, like, the main cast that's... I mean, I think it's Actually, his you know is the what? only one that The doesn't. only decent person, really, in this episode is Lamb, because he listens to Veronica's hint. For one. For the first actually, time yeah. ever. And actually yeah, does some po- and he does some police work because he knows there's other things to connect yeah. to that. So it's like, wow! Holy shit, <laughs> guys! Sheriff Lamb is the moral center of the episode. <laughs> Shut oh it my down, God. end it now. Yeah, that's podcast rough. podcast is over. Sheriff Lamb won. Oh, man. Okay, so let's let's just tear through the episode itself, because I think we can go through at least the main five or so plots. The other stuff we can bring in. Oh, we just keep we just did. telling Dean and uh, Veronica that they'll regret this. Yeah, that so, was a creepy you know, as hell line, too. Oh, fuck you, Mish. Like... Well, let me not threaten your dean on the way out the door. I mean, he's obviously a creep, but like, my God, that was really like, I would never do that just because if something does get ha- does happen to him, then you're the f- number one suspect, which is exactly how it went down. It, that is exactly what happened. Exactly, it was just a, it was a bad decision on her part. But so, uh, Veronica is the only A in her criminology class, so been this there, plot v, becomes been there. Yeah, so she's everyone looks at her like you're wrecking the goddamn curve, Veronica Mars, and she's like, oh, sorry. So she, uh, she's approached by her professor to be like a double major and he wants her to take he wants to take her under his wing as her as his like number one student and everything. And, and guys, double major is not a euphemism. He actually means it. He's not gonna try to like fuck her like Kelly Kapowski this time. This is I, so. I every time I watch this though, I swear to God Latoya, I think he's gonna do Me it. Too. And then I'm like, wait, no he doesn't. No he doesn't do it here. But, I'm like, wait It's it's one of the I mean, greatest I mean, shocks and sadnesses of my life because like how many shows do that storyline and then this one didn't and it confused me. 
Is that... And they didn't do it with, I mean, the, with the professor who slept with Kelly Capowski. Yeah, pa- Patrick Fabian, of all people, looks... I mean, no, not to be rude to Patrick Fabian, I think he's a great-looking guy, but he just looks he's like... He's a very attractive man, but he's also, like, got that, like, skeezy attractiveness. He's got that infidelity okay. look, which is, I think, why they cast him, maybe. Okay, okay, so I think that this is sort of what they were trying to go with. Like, that was intentional. They were kind of making him look <laughs> like the I do, professor. too. I think it was on purpose. And then Lucky's, or whatever... His his whole scheme is not simply to like tell Veronica that you know this guy kind of cheats, but that like as an attractive young woman, like he might be targeting her, and that's the sort of that's the only way this makes sense to me. Because, like, oh like, shit, a, an attractive be... liberal professor cheats sometimes. Like this is so horrible. Like this is not a huge issue for me. But Veronica, it had nothing to do with that. I mean, the thing is, he's having an affair with a woman his own age. I feel like if. <laughs> He really wanted to prove a point. It should be like he should like professor should be having an affair with like a student or something, you know? Yeah. It's kind of none of their business, basically. Yeah. And as as creepy as as you may consider it, I mean, you could say the the thing I always get confused is because I keep I remember always thinking this. So maybe we just talk about this little plot on its own because it'll keep coming back throughout the episode. But essentially, mm-hmm. as the episode progresses, we find out that. Um, someone has uploaded Veronica's paper to this website that checks for for um, if it's a double, like if it's a plagiarism. Yeah. If if she uses words from other people's papers, it tells you it, that's a real thing. It, it's a thing that just proves that you're not uh, cheating on your yeah. test or anything. So she gets like red flag, and she has to prove to her professor that it wasn't her. And this is kind of where Which, honestly, professor, he doesn't even care. Yeah, exactly. He does not care. That's where, but that's what that I think is a huge point of what where, where you were saying it was correct. I think is that normally this is where the news tightens, and then the professor says, "Look, I'll make an exception if you go bang me in my classroom or something." Like there are certain professors on this show. Also, I mean, I think that Adam Scott on this show was basically the character that they were trying to hint that this guy was. Oh um, God! Tattoo <laughs> yeah, you. Like Professor Landry was just like, "Hey, I kind of believe you, but you can if you want to prove that you can do this." Whereas it's like it's Lucky Tim who's like, "Ha ha, <laughs> yeah, going down." Exactly. You know? So, yeah. so we find but out. They cut that scene, so we don't yeah, exactly. know. That scene does not exist. They have the moment like, "Hey, what do you have to tell me?" And then but, that's it with him in the storyline, basically. Yeah. And, and... He was doing a lot of twirling his fake beard. It was. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is also what kind of what led into the first part of the episode because the last episode ends with like Veronica discovering the fake rape. Then suddenly we're at like the end of the fallout of that. Like we don't see the Anything. stuff that would be most infuriating. And what's because, so yeah, tough? The structure of this entire season is like different from every other season. Yeah, and it's obviously and it's so tough because this one. Like, the minute you get a, a... I wouldn't even call it a breath of fresh air. You get, like, an episode where it doesn't deal with it. There's the other aspect of that stuff that starts happening. Because even by the end of this episode, Veronica has a pretty good idea that she thinks that it's Mercer that did it. So then it becomes this whole other part where it's, like... It's still about the rape case, but it's, like, the stakes are even higher now. And it's, like, it just... It ups and it downs and ups and... It, like, it, there's just no time to actually yeah. catch your breath. And it's not yeah, very the- fun to watch. Yeah, this is this is part of why I recommended this episode is because like all the other ones are kind of like this. Like they they're all this what should work as a mixture of the individual episode with the overarching plot. It's yes. just that I for whatever reason this one is just not working. It's like the the big bad of the week episodes of of Buffy or Angel or X Files that kind of thing where it's not mythology no, based. No, it's not. It's not like the X Files. Like the right. X Files had a very clear division. 
Exactly. Veronica, and I, Veronica Mars does not. Like, it starts each episode and ends each episode with, with a little bit of this it. whole thing. Right. And I think that they were trying to figure out a way to do more of that, kind of, like, spacing it out. They just never accomplished it well. They they couldn't do it. Because there are episodes in season three, especially, that feel completely standalone, and they're not good. I don't think they're good. <laughs> I actually realized I forgot an episode in my top five that should be there and should knock off another one, which is Lord of the Pies with Patty Hearst. <sighs> Mom, yeah. that episode is Wolf. trash. Yeah, it is. <sighs> There's so many options. And they just did not. So so in this plot, so once once Veronica starts really looking into this, she figures out that the person who who did this has to have uploaded her paper to the website and faked that she did it. Because it looks like, because Tim is the one that approaches her. He tells her another student turned her in. And then he says, hey, look, you got to just prove. And the, the professor himself is very chill about it. Just says, "Prove to me you didn't do it. You have three days," which makes sense because it's a criminology class, at least maybe. But also, like, wait, what? A, what a way cool but professor. No reason to believe that Veronica would cheat, honestly. Yeah, I think that's part yeah. of it. Even Tim, it's weird because Tim, although we find out later on, he was pretty much behind it all. Spoiler alert. Yeah, Tim's a weenie. He he what? sort of seems like I, I didn't think you'd do it either. End of the storyline, real quick, because I think because Tim's clearly jealous of Veronica because she's like the new protege. He's like. You know, I used to be his protege. I would get his uh, dry cleaning. So it's like, no, you were just his manservant. Yeah. Like, he didn't yeah. seem to like you at all. And also, like, that whole plot is so weird to me because, okay, so here's the thing with that. It, it, it comes across, like, they're obviously the obvious answer. The minute they get, they pull her into the office, like, I, I request, I text you to come here. And she's like, what? I didn't give you my number. He's like, you're not the only one who's good at you know, detectiving Veronica Mars. Like, oh! <laughs> detectiving. <laughs> detectiving. That's kind of what he, tr- he tries He's to get. He's also Abel Coot's son, apparently. Detecting. But yeah. But so, but be. so he, so he basically threatens her, like, hey, I know about, I know about your, your cheating, and she's like, no, there's no way I would have done that. And even he kind of at first says, like, yeah, I know. But it's like, well, so then there's a huge red herring there that you think obviously can't be him because this is way too cut and dry because he clearly just but pulled like her said, in. He's, the, he's the criminal behind every every criminal case in the, the season. He did everything. Yeah. Exactly. Look at him. And, he did everything. And it's like, and the minute we find out that it is him in the end, I'm like, wait a minute. We just wasted that entire episode like running around campus trying to figure out who's who. Ruining this one kid's life because yeah, he tries he to... Was ruining a student's life. Because he tried to what? Like, I guess trying... Like, what if she couldn't have proven it? But she didn't cheat. And all he did, like, all he did was run the thing, right? I don't think he even had anything to do with... No, yeah, like the, all he did the, was run her paper through the thing to see. That's pretty fucked up if you think about it. Like, it's, Veronica is not a good person in most of this season. No, and I, I honestly don't even understand that whole plot at all. I, did they frame him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was terrible! Like, I thought so, but I wasn't sure if they just got him caught stealing his own supply. I'm like, I don't think he did that, but it's, again, really poorly shot because it just kind of cut to him like, whoops! <laughs> like, that's like a wrap-up to that entire, like, ongoing and we thread. Never, you didn't and even we need never to saw have Jeff Ratner again. Sociopath, I, I just don't care. I, I did not feel for Ratner. I, did, I didn't either, but I think he's still, like, he wasn't doing it that- it, Tim! Yeah, I'm like the- rare person who does not hate Veronica in the season and I understand where people are coming from with her unpleasantness but like I'm I'm never like I'm never not team Veronica really I, I mean I don't and I don't hate her, her fa- like failings as a person at the time but like I never have been like oh I hate her or she's so unlike I agree season, with you, know you I mean? Toya and if, I mean I watched the show obviously when it was like concurrently running and um and I remember people yeah. back then being like Veronica's the worst this season. Oh yeah, and people she's were, just like, being so horrible. And I and her. I get it. Like she's in a lot of ways she's not a sympathetic character in this season. But I I think like 
<laughs> but living in this world has made her yeah, so hard. Yeah, like, and I understand, kinda... like, why she's so cynical and why she's so, like, the way she is this season. And the way she even, like, is towards Logan, I get it. I completely get it. It's not, it doesn't make her a nice yeah. person this season, but I get it. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, so, to jump ahead for a second this is one of the reasons that i ended up really liking the movie is that it's the first time that veronica actually like enthusiastically embraces who she is right yeah like everything else all three seasons especially this one she's like trying to push it away she's trying to deny like i am a private detective who wants to help neptune and then it's in not the movie, just a thing she, she does in her spare time in season two in her relationship with duncan because he's Oh, God. Yeah. Fucking God. So where do we all fall in the movie? Maybe before we get to the end, end of it? I really enjoyed the movie. I did too. Yeah, I really loved the movie. Okay. Yeah, I saw it opening night. Same. So I, 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 yeah, I, I, I'm like, I did the Kickstarter. Same. I saw it in the theaters, <laughs> so I paid the whole thing. So. I, I think it has yeah. some issues, but like I said, it, it, it works as a thematic ending to the show because it yeah. actually yeah, gives a wrong Yeah, issue reason. is the lack of Leighton Meester. And I... No, the lack of Leighton Meester is... Yeah. If they were able to, you, you know, get past that... We Kelly, you guys. Oh, my God. Mika Kelly's not yeah. doing anything. <laughs> Poor Mika Kelly. But, uh... I've, I've actually even... I've actually even read the books that have... Oh, I have... Are they movie, good? Because I'm that much of a Veronica Mars fan. They're good. They're not amazing or anything. They're just kind of standard, like, case of the weeks. Mm -hmm. But they do... But it's just fun to have, like, Veronica in your life again. Yeah. And, like, Mac Aww. and Keith I'm and everything. Did they ever, and, like, the did they ever do, book, like, a um, comic version of this? It feels like they could have. Like, a noir I comic. I don't I know. Yeah, like, right. But, like, the first... The, the, the first book's very standalone. The second book, it brings more into, like, Keith and Neptune's storyline. A little bit more of that. And then the actual, like, case in the storyline, like, involves um, the M Meg Manning's sister, now all grown up. The little oh, sister. Oh, God. So, so it kind of like I enjoy them as a Veronica Mars fan. Aside, <laughs> but so so this this I yeah. mean this episode in particular, I think the reason why I brought the movie is because I think that this the movie kind of picks the, the lint out of all of the, the the badness of season three and tries to address each terrible issue, you know, give it its own little moment where it just kind of clears up. Look, we know we screwed this one up, but here's how this one's gonna go, and then we know they screwed this one up. But wait, look, see, this is how this one's gonna go. It's not perfect, but it totally does that with yeah. both season two and three. Because I guess you could also say the same of the um, although I, the whole stuff with the uh, I, I I have a hard time when anyone you know doesn't use Kristen Ritter to the best of her ability, but they did pretty good. But uh, so yeah, I keep why, well, and I keep going back. We keep, I know we keep going back to Buffy a lot, but I think it's the same thing when Rowan said within you know the Veronica Mars movie is like the first moment that she's like, "This is who I am. I'm okay with it now," and it you know leads into the books as well. And I think you know Buffy went through the same thing. There were seasons of Buffy where she just was like she did not want to be the Slayer, and then she finally was like, "That's it. That's who and I that's am." That's the best I think honestly is when you get to that yeah. point where you have a you have that person becoming the person they yeah. are meant to be, pretty much. When they can embrace their inner Reba, <laughs> she, she wants to be. Yes. <laughs> she is yeah. a survivor. But so, so this episode, um, but, but before the end of it, um, Veronica decides to uh, look into the hotel where the, I guess, he, she figures out that whoever uploaded it had to have come from the Neptune Grand. The Neptune Grand. And she can't figure out... Which, can we just look about the fact real quick that Hearst College apparently doesn't have .edu, they have .org. I know! I have it on my notes! <laughs> what was they're, that? They're not accredited. 
what the fuck? So you're telling me... <laughs> so Veronica <laughs> passed up the Sorbonne for hearstcollege.org? No, Stanford. Stanford. Right, but also yeah, the Sorbonne. Jackie was quote-unquote the Sorbonne. It was bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. For a .org. <laughs> but that's why she leaves. I mean, Logan is one of the reasons she leaves, but then she's like, fuck it, I'm going to Stanford. This isn't even a real college. Not I, did Veronica get her law degree from... Is she a phoenix? Is this what we're finding out? <laughs> No, she went to Stanford. I know, but I just, this is just rough. This is after, rough. After she went and volunteered to stop Coney. Yeah, God. Yeah, oh God. <laughs> it was, uh, it's so Kafka-esque. But yeah, so this so this episode, she she figures out that, okay, whoever uploaded it came from the Neptune Grand. It, they used the the, <laughs> the the email address, rorifinch at hearstcollege.org, which is... <laughs> Why use your why use a full name like that at a Hearst College? If you're gonna disguise your name, don't use at HearstCollege.org. But you're not gonna disguise your name because you have a, a master plan with your stupid yeah. face. Yeah, it's stupid. the Tim Foyle plan. I know, but it's stupid. But so it's He's stupid. As Veronica Moore, she should you're think stupid. why is this a, why is this so direct? Like this is a way too close, like through line. Remember, everyone is dumber than Veronica Moore, so that's just her assumption for this. And I, we should say she's not actually the person who directs them there. It is um well the the tech guy they bring in this episode yes. Max so we'll Max say Max Max, <laughs> Max who uh, hooks up with Mac yeah. which is ha, not ha, confusing ha. at all for anybody ha, 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 ha. I don't get it but so so anyway so um, so they they um, they research into it they figure out where it came from and then she's looking into it at, at the, the Grand and uses Logan to figure out who it was he flirts with the front end, the front desk girl because who I love she's adorable she was adorable and that's <laughs> that's of course, how low, like when Veronica asked, do you know anybody here who you can have, like, you know, look the other way and help us out, like, in figuring out this mystery? He like, immediately is it... like, of course I've got some random chick who's on the line. <laughs> of course I have I'm a cute blonde girl downstairs. Logan! I'm like, Jesus, man. Just, like, tell the girl to tell her friend and then use that guy. My God. It's so the, bad. So there are actually, like, some good moments in this episode usually with like veronica's interpersonal relationships with like keith and logan and this is a good one like her face when she gets there she's like yep <laughs> yep this is my boyfriend and i kind of like that they never actually i mean they do the the whole like yes any friend of logan's is a girlfriend of logan's that kind of thing but for the most part they kind she's of mostly amused by yeah this it's kind situation. of nice i kind of re- i appreciate it and they kind of don't ever they don't really ever do that again that's kind of the first time they actually <laughs> let her be a good like not even say good girlfriend that's such a creepy thing to say but, but like let her be a not a jealous like creepy girlfriend just being a nice girlfriend who's like yeah my my boyfriend flirts with girls i flirt with guys it happens whatever well honestly things don't go like down the shitter sorry going down the shitter until next episode because that's when he's not exactly. going to tell her about, about what happened with mercer and, and that's when she starts to mistrust him basically put a gps yes. on his car and <laughs> yes. So so um uh so we we find out basically that uh the person has to be someone who is staying at the Neptune Grand because she does have a room that has been booked under Rory Finch more than once and then Veronica leaves her number with her if they show up again she's going to give her a call. And they do show up again so she shows up and then see well well I guess we should say before that when she's sitting there hanging out with Logan um the dude who turned her in. Oh, I just keep thinking, I know it's not the same guy, but he looks so much like the guy from P- Pitch Perfect. I had to Google and make sure it wasn't him, <laughs> but the magic guy from Pitch Perfect. You look more of your face blind. I know, I know, I know it is. But so, so he shows up and he's like, hey, what the hell? Like, uh, it's, 
you're here hanging Master out. Master Asher. It, Morales. Yes, I'm like, great impression. Hey, hey what, the, what hell? the hell? But she gets, she freaks out because she recognizes his voice. I'm like, so you've never even, like, seen this guy before, and now you're recognizing his voice? I'm like, come on, Veronica. But Veronica, Veronica Mars is capable of many things, and I won't, I won't begrudge her that. So she goes over, she's like, what the hell? You, you're the one that did this, so you work here? Obviously, this seems like it's a setup. You probably were the person. He's the, I guess you call him a bellhop? I don't know. Room service guy, waiter, service yeah. guy. Yeah, so he, he's there, and of course he gets to dig in it at Logan, which I, again, I kind of love Logan, because he, he he gives this great dig where he goes like, yeah, you don't even notice me, I've worked here for two years and you've seen me plenty, but you're too busy hanging out with Captain Moneybags here, and Logan, like, tips his hat, and he's like, that's Admiral Moneybags, <laughs> sir. And I'm guessing Logan's never gonna tip this guy again, by the way. I know, right? You know, that, that's just was... foreshadowing to Logan going into the Navy, right? Admiral, oh god. Admiral it is. Oh god. That's. I mean, not not gonna lie. That was like seventy five percent of why I liked the movie. <laughs> it's just like I needed Logan to go into the military. It makes perfect. Uh, sense. I think Play It Again Dick had it perfectly anyway. No, so that's true. That's very it. true. Go watch Play It Again Dick, guys, please. That's good stuff. Please, uh, that's what. That's my plug for the yeah. end of this podcast. Yes, play it we will play it again. Uh, but so, uh, so, so, so Logan just completely unplus. Like normally, I think in past seasons Logan probably would have taken that personally, maybe. But he just does not care at all about the very personal dig at his like, per- like he's. This obviously doesn't affect Logan. He's just like okay. And like, look, obviously Logan has money. He's living in a Neptune Grand and ordering room service all the time, but. Like, this guy also knows he's a very public, terrible personal life. Like, it's not like he's Captain Moneybag. It's also kind of like that guy whose dad killed most of his friends and then mom died by jumping off a cliff. Like, this is not a subtle thing. He knew who Logan was, so it's just, it was kind of shitty for him to, I think, to say that. But, you know. Well, that's I mean, a Ratner for you. So. A little bit of, yeah. <laughs> God. So, so he, he, he's just like, it wasn't me though. Pretty much just like, I didn't do it. <laughs> That's what we get. By the way, like, did Tim, I guess, e- like, send a, a secret or a mystery email to Ratner to like drop the dime on her? Basically, I can't tell. How did he know that Veronica cheated. He was he assuming found that link. He is assuming, I guess, maybe that the class hates her enough that they'll do it for him, but. I have to think that Tim would have set it up somehow or hinted at, you know, this kid yeah. to do it because you just can't take that. Maybe they a meeting where he was like, you would have gotten a B except for that one A paper. It I would have, I could have seen, see, if it right. were me, if I was going to be the great Tim Foyle, and I put on my Tim Foyle wig, uh, so I would I would probably say something along the lines of, if I was passing back papers or, or passing out an assignment, I would say... Man, I can't believe that girl got another A. You should totally check out and make sure that she's legit. Like, you don't have to actually leave a paper trail. Tim or Professor Landry check that anyway. Well, that's the thing. That should be like an automatic thing, not something your peers do for you. Well, that's the reason is we know, because they probably do it, maybe, and then he added it, because he's the one that did it. So he waited until after he did that. but it doesn't make sense. Like, the catalyst... For Ratner, the Ratner of it all makes no sense. But what I mean is that technically... Like, I think he would take the initiative. He's the one complaining about the curve. He's not the head person who's going to take the initiative to check to see if the person got an A. Cheated. But that's what I mean. I think that I could I could totally see Tim walking around passing out papers and saying, you should check out and make sure she's legit. Like, I don't... But, but like, to everyone, and, like, there's no, uh, like, non-strange way to say it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, sort of. I mean, if they're, if they're pissed and they're when, art... When you're, basically... When you're, Wearing that wig, there's no non-strange way to say anything. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But if if you walk into them all maybe, making fun of her, they Je- can totally throw that out there as a bone, you know, just... 
Maybe Tim maybe Tim Foyle was sleeping with uh, Jeff Ranner. <laughs> that that might be it. <laughs> I don't want to think about Tim Foyle. Infidel- infidelity. infidelity number fourteen. Uh, but yeah, so he he <laughs> somehow gets him to do that. We don't really know about that part of it. Maybe maybe this kid's a psycho who just does that with every single person's paper every single time. But I don't know how he even got a copy of the paper, really. Is there a way for us because to Because the professor put it up at the start. He was like, Here's how to do these papers. Good yeah, job. Yeah, but how did he get ways. that? Did he walk up to the front, take it, copy it, and then leave? I it, it just sort of implied that the paper was there for them to read. Okay, I yeah. Nothing about Ratner's involvement makes sense. It doesn't really, but I mean, he he should just say check You're if never, he cheated. He said he, if he's not the one who did it in the first place, basically. Yeah, and he should if he does say check it, check her for cheating. He should have been the one that ran the test. So maybe he just yeah, said check her for cheating, and then they ran the ball on his hands. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's cheating. Unless. We're never going to crack I know. Basically, man. unless he said to the teacher, unless he said to the professor and Tim, if he said, hey, you guys should run her on that system, but like, like Latoya was saying, you they should be should doing that. You guys should run her on that system. That's your damn job. Exactly. So it, they should just say, let's just double check. But they never really explained that very well. It's, it's poorly or, done. Or maybe he didn't do anything and he just spoke up because Veronica was being so horrible when she went up in front of the class and berated them. Can you imagine? That's true. He could have just been like, yeah, I, I did it because I hate you. Yeah, because then it means his life was ruined just for speaking up, which is even more intense. I I feel even like I don't. I still don't feel bad for him then later because like you did to yourself, kid. No, yeah. He. I mean, he's he's not the best character, but it's still it's it's a pretty intense repercussion because he could totally like lose his scholarship for what happens, or if he has a scholarship. I'm assuming he could go to prison. Yeah, he could go to prison. It's crazy. But so anyway, so he so he um. See, he uh, he is now he works at the Grand, so they know that he might be the person behind it. So Veronica's super pissed, but it doesn't seem like it, it. It checks because he does claim to her like, "Look, I've been working for two years," and she kind of takes him at his word, which is not a very Veronica Mars thing to do. But okay, but later on, she gets a call from um, the front desk girl telling her that someone's checked back in. She goes up to see who it is. It's <clears throat> the dean's wife. Dean Odell's wife. His wife. His wife. And she looks very shocked to see Veronica there, which I would understand because she's in the middle Why of... Why is this child? She's at, she's at a hotel in downtown, uh, Nep- I guess Neptune, or, or downtown. Yeah. It is the Neptune Grand, more. Yeah, I know. I just realized that as it's soon as I said it. It's the hotel in Neptune. <laughs> yeah, so... Downtown Phoenix, okay. Yes. But so she, she, she opens the door, she's like, what? Like, basically, like, oops. Which, I don't know about you guys, but if I was having an affair at a, a high-end hotel, I'm not gonna open the door willy-nilly. <laughs> like, well, no, if you assume it's, like, room service. But isn't there, a, like, a peak hole? Like, Come on, maybe man. she thought together. that maybe she Is thought that, that professor she thought <laughs> Professor Landry forgot his key because he was yeah. coming back. That's the thing. Veronica's That's like, true. hey, uh, see, we cracked room. this case. But why would he knock? So. Why wouldn't he just? Maybe he forgot his key. That's what you're saying. Okay, yeah. So I don't know. But so either way, she opens the door just wide open, like what, Veronica? And then she's like, goes running, like, whoops, sorry, wrong room. Instead of pressing her for any kind of information, I guess because she's awkward. She has no reason to press her for any information. It's, again, it's none of her business. I agree, it's this, not. But that's still not this, like Veronica. This is the same woman that married Richard Grieco slash Rick Springfield, so she's not too bright to begin with. <sighs> well, maybe it was when he was, like, still hot, Richard like Grieco slash Rick Springfield. 21 Jump Street. Richard Grieco Ooh. slash Rick Springfield. Jesse, you could go. Even, 20, even 22 Jump Street, <laughs> Richard Grieco. But no. <laughs> that's past the expiration date. But it's so far past. So um, so she she goes running off, and on her way to the elevator, oh my god, 
Professor Landry's there with a bottle of wine, I think, or something, and he's like clearly about to like set the mood. He looks a little ruffled too, which is hilarious. And he's just like, Veronica, hey, because there's no way you're at the because that is the fun thing about the Neptune Grand, fun or or awful, basically, is that anytime you're at the Neptune Grand and you're like walking around the, the halls of the Neptune Grand, shady shit's going down. Like you're seeing people. Like everybody knows everyone there, Plus, and I don't know why anyone has clandestine meetings. There. Exactly. Also, yeah, Veronica's on her earlier there. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, we'll go back to that. But, like, it's, 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 every time you're passing by someone in the hallway at the Neptune Grand, you know they're about to bone somebody, so you can only assume <laughs> Or the kill worst. somebody. Or kill somebody, yeah. Or both. <laughs> or both. Fuck or die, guys. Fuck or die. Yes. Yes. So, so she, she sees him, she's like, oh, my God, they both kind of, like, freak out because they don't want to see, it's awkward, it's like seeing, it's, it's the Mean Girls thing, it's like seeing a dog on hind legs, seeing your teacher outside of school. Yeah. Then she's gonna double check something, so she calls Rory Finch. <laughs> so like, so she gets into the elevator and then just yells out Rory Finch and he turns around and she's like, <gasps> so she figures out, obviously, he is, in quotation marks, Rory Finch. So, but that has nothing to do with the cheating, though, obviously, because why would the professor turn her, do that? Yeah, put her in. So then you, then I really, I remember watching this the first time and thinking, like, this is escalated severely. He's a crazy person who's somehow, <laughs> like, getting his students in trouble in order to... to... I don't know if that's where you went originally. I thought you were going to say, like, split Oh, no, 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 no. Like, Hank Landry doesn't know what Rory Finch is doing. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. Oh my god. No, no, no. No, no, no. I meant more the fact that he... I guess at this point you could say that he was maybe trying to set it up so that she could be a... Dis- she was a distractor from something. I, who knows? Like, there's always some stupid it's excuse. It's a terrible plan, so I don't know why you thought it was the plan. Well, I just thought he was behind I, it, because I, otherwise it's such a complicated plan that you're like who the hell would go through all these hoops just to get someone to realize it's him having an affair, which we find Tim out Foyle, it's him. the fucking most unnecessary complicated person. Exactly. So it just seems like <laughs> no way someone would, oh, okay, they did do this on purpose, never mind. So you guys, it's n- it's not Hank Landry that slept with the dean's wife. It's Rory Finch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so later on, when Veronica goes to meet up with Tim, she explains that uh, honestly, the the whole crux of this plot happens out off screen because she finds out how it was done and then just prints it out and brings it in. I'm like, so we wasted all this time on you like running around following Lee. No, no, it wasn't done off screen because the evidence she actually needed was just that the account was created blah 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 ago and that the email that apparently put it up was only created three days ago. I, yeah. That's the only evidence she actually needed. Yeah, I guess so. I, I think yeah. it's more that I'm used to her having a whole case solved to hand over so I think it felt like a little bit rushed but either way. Yeah, she basically, well she just walks into his office and is like, so why'd you do yeah, it? Yeah, it it's so dumb. And so <laughs> that's he, because there are six other plots going on. Exactly! <laughs> that's what I mean! It's so <laughs> ridiculous. Infidelities, you guys. It's so that ridiculous. Is my, that is my main my problem with the episode not that there's so many plots because they're not that hard to follow, but because but like it seems like all the scenes are super super short. Yeah. Like I'm I was like writing notes and I didn't write a lot of notes, but it was still like wait a minute here's another scene here's another scene here's another. It's scene. like whiplash. Like, like the entire thing is just like drums. Like, it's just. I was ugh. just thinking like I'm so glad I wasn't like recapping this episode or something for like a website because I would have burned my computer. Infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been like, here's a sentence of things that happened. Here's this, oh god. Yeah. Here's Logan taking this test. Like, that scene yeah, felt like, matter. like, by the time that scene rolls around, I felt like I had the flu. <laughs> like, I was just very confused. Because <laughs> the lighting was weird. Like, the lighting's I weird. Like that scene, but it's so bizarre that, that that's it. And the lighting's super dark and weird, and like, he's the only one in the classroom by the end of it, and it just feels like super surreal, and I'm just like, 
why is this even here? It literally is just like, hey, here's another infidelity, and Jason Doring's gonna cash that paycheck, gotta put him in more of the episode. <laughs> like, it was crazy useless. Like, we don't even need that. That whole point was then, literally uh, garbage. And then he goes and tells Veronica, oh, this other guy got busted for doing two different tests, and one of them was for the guy who Shit. abused him in that shitty, shitty prison experiment episode. Wink, um, wink, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, nudge. Like, it was so stupid. I, I, I admit I did not catch it the first time, but that's because they didn't I, actually say see, why that was relevant. My problem, my problem. It's not relevant. Eggs. If you don't remember what had just recently happened on the show, that's your own damn fault. Like, I, I even pointed out at the beginning of this, like, I actually, that's a nice touch that they brought up this episode. Like, things... As, as much as the season is a mess, like, I do appreciate that it is, like... A serial. It's all... It's, like, a world that is built. As terrible as this world is, it is... A, I agree. Clearly, a, a world that's being built. And they do... Even, like, the whole, like, talking to Lamb about stuff, he goes back and says, oh, that was the guy. Like, this, I feel like, is one of the yeah, more serialized... And, like, that- Stanford's prison experiment just because it ended didn't mean it was resolved. And I'll give, I'll give season three that one thing, is that I think season one and two, although they have a lot of that... It has a lot more of those doofy stand-ins, like like a lamb, for example, where they mention something that happens four episodes ago, or even an episode ago, and they'll be like, "What are you talking about?" Whereas in this episode, he remembers something from a whole prior episode that has nothing to do with what they were just talking about. Like it is just sort of like, oh, okay, so other characters in this universe are acknowledging that the universe exists. That's refreshing, which is rare for any show, let alone the show which has built up a chance to do that because the characters need to be a certain type of fleshed out for that to even really kind of land. I don't think that's but just so, a season three thing, because there were, like, minor characters that were just classmates in, at Neptune High that you you thought mm-hmm. would you would only see for one episode, but then came Oh, no! Back the whole... The the whole why a trip to the dentist is the best episode. Exactly. exactly! Well, no, I agree, but I think that a lot of the people remembering in that episode have a hard time doing so, which I think... I, I like that in this episode there was a lot more... I, I guess you're right. I think I think the, the trouble is for that one, it was a lot of high school students that were dumb and, and drunk at the time, so it just became kind of complicated. This just had a very much like, oh, I remember this plot from earlier in this, this season, and it's going to directly affect the plot from here on out, which is, I think, more, it's really more relegated to the main cast, usually. And then they did it, usually, they did it in the movie. De- like, the they did it in the movie with, like, the, it being based around Susan's death and people, like, that were on one episode of the show. They even brought right. them into the movie, so I thought... That was refreshing, yeah. too. I really liked that, too. But, um, I mean, the core issue with this one is that, like, we have no reason to believe that um, Max and Mercer did this, knew each other, any of that. Like, we don't... This, no, this no, is no, no, and Mercer. Mo. No, Mercer. Mo. I got Mo, confused, like, but Max was a nice guy. Out of, this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out of room. Max because Max and Mac. Get it together. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, Max. Well, and then they, they mentioned Ryder Strong and Sam Levine's characters, but we don't actually see Ryder Strong and Sam Levine, so... Yeah. Right. Boo. <laughs> Boo. But so, yeah, I agree. So Also, so, the, the prison plot, as I recall, was mostly played for laughs when it happened. But then it had all... I don't agree with that at all. That has all I, these... I don't think that aspect of it was. I think some of the Logan and Wallace stuff was, but not... Yeah, the, that was... Well, I, right, yeah, I think, I think part of the... I think I, you're kind of right, though, Rowan, because I think that it was played for laughs against the fact that some of these people were actually serious. Like, they were like, can you believe how serious some of these people are getting? And really, they, they ended up... Well, I think that's how it starts, at least. Yeah, and they, and they ended up addressing a lot more of that than they ever did the rest of it, actually. So it makes well, a little prob- less sense. But the whole problem with it is how horrible Ryder Strong was to Sam Levine. And then, like, at the end of the episode, they're back in class after the whole experiment, and they're, like, friends now. Yeah. 
And Logan's, so Logan no, and Wallace. Like, he's his lap. Yeah. His laptop, and that's what continues on clearly here. Yeah. yeah. Let's strange. just do, we need a whole series about that weird abusive relationship. It was so, oh my god. <laughs> well, and how horribly unethical it is to run an experiment like that on people these days. Like, this is, that's not something that would ever happen. And it's another one of those things that just well, screams like, we about read about, like, long after everyone else. Yeah. We read about things that happened in a college and we threw them into the plot line here and it just doesn't make sense. That's, it's not how colleges really work. There's a movie about the Stanford prison experiment that is like Ezra Miller and Billy mm-hmm. Crudup and stuff. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, because it was in development hell for so long. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a bunch, it's basically all the, the millennial act male actors of, of our time yeah. are in it right now. <laughs> But so, like, I, I think that the, the trouble with, with this plot is partly that when it does wrap up, it's so blah. Like, the wrap up is just like, yeah, it was the guy you thought it would be all along, and he's bragging though, about it. Even though Veronica proves his innocence, apparently, but then that never comes up? Like, how? how? I don't Why? get it. I don't get it because it's the same thing. Okay, so here's it's almost like a microcosm because, the, all right. So getting back to the main other plot is that they find out obviously that Veronica didn't plagiarize. She proves it to him. He he explains his grand plan was to just warn her off of Landry in case he's gonna be creepy to her like he's creepy with his extramarital affair. Even but though it doesn't make fair irrelevant again, exactly. He's fucking women his own age. And also, but I think yeah. that's okay. There's two things that are at play here. There's one is that that um uh, that Tim is kind of playing up that whole nice guy image where he is uh, trying to help Veronica by being creepy and exposing other people's <laughs> terribleness, which is a very long plot on this, not only just this show, I think this show has kind of touched at that before with, with the beaver stuff and with other stuff like that where it's just, I'm this nice guy, but secretly that's just as creepy sometimes, depending on what you're doing and what your motives are. But then second, besides that though, is that this whole little microcosm of, of Veronica acknowledges the person who sh- probably did it really early on and then it turns out to be that person happens again with with Mercer. Like it's the same thing that happens where she she knows that Tim probably was the person that framed her. And then by the end of the episode, it proves that yes, it was him. And the same breath that they realize about the Mercer thing, they acknowledge that it couldn't be him because Logan's got this mystery alibi for him, which they never. I don't really remember ever truly addressing. Besides, he just has Mo. No, they address it. Well, Mo Mo does the stuff for him while he's away, but it's it. I don't know. It just feels very like haphazard of a alibi. Yeah, it's it's never very clearly stated. Explain what happened that night. Exactly. And I don't think Um, he would have. The whole thing is that he was drugging the girls. He wasn't actually was he? Because they they explain that he wasn't. Yeah, they don't. They don't explicitly. They say he wasn't at the end. So I don't really get that scene at all. (laughs) Like it really makes no sense. Like, why bring this whole thing up where where Mercer is going to have this secret alibi if it turns out that the alibi is just bullshit? Because then it just makes... Well, hey... Season 3, ladies and gentlemen. I was going to say, let's not forget Nip Tuck Season 3, where the serial rapist had no penis. I am pretty pleased by that, though. Still the best. So so what we're saying is that Ryan Murphy did write this season. (laughs) Yes, you're right. Lisa, good job. I gotta be here for all the Ryan Murphy shows, and I just snuck this one in, guys. (laughs) Yeah. But so... Uh, so the other plots, getting back to the other plots really quick, there, there are only a couple. The Wallace stuff, 
<laughs> I mean, we'll only go into the three major ones, maybe, because there's not that many worth talking about. Pick otherwise. the top four out of 14. I know, right? There's <laughs> 14 now? Oh, God. But so, so um, there's the Wallace plot. He realizes that even though he's going to do terribly in mechanical engineering, it's the love of his life, and he has to quit ba- basketball for this, the time being until he gets it right. I, he doesn't actually quit basketball. He just pushes off for a semester, and he gets to keep a scholarship. Which I really so, liked. I actually really liked the fact that... Although I felt bad for Army Hammer. What was that? <laughs> like, what, what the fuck? Because the same exact situation. Like, beat for beat. And he didn't cheat. He didn't, he didn't cheat. cheat. He lost his playbook. Crazy. That's what happened to Army Hammer. He lost his playbook, and, like, his coach didn't like him, unlike Wallace's coach. So... Pretty fucked. Well, because... Yeah. yeah. That's all it is. It's just fucked. He's and, lucky like, that his Wallace coach is nice. Is- Wallace is making this decision that is like going to get rid of his scholarship and he's not like consulting his mom like he's just eh I'll go without the scholarship for a year but he gets to keep his scholarship apparently because I guess coach is in charge of who gets to keep their scholarship uh, that was also that, bullshit that actually is true and it's really oh, shitty oh is it really yeah oh yeah. gross yeah. Because they didn't want to pay Erica Gimple so that Wallace could have a come-to-mama moment. <laughs> Which they should have, because, as we all know, Keith Mars and Wallace's mom should have ended up together. End game! Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other storyline. Why wasn't Babylon that in the movie, fives, either? Erica Gimple. I have to get that out there. <laughs> Babylon 5's Erica. Yes. But so, so she, so she, um, not so she, so, so Wallace realizes that he, he needs to, you know, like, try and address his dreams first. He's gonna go to class, and when the, he does eventually, it's kind of really sad, there's a one moment when he's later on in the class, and he's, the, t- the teacher comes up, he's like, real improvement, Wallace, D plus, and Wallace is, like, heartbroken, because he, he did his best, and there was a real improvement, and he only got a D plus, which is, I mean, it's passing, so that's good, but, I mean, let's be realistic here, though, guys. D plus is good for passing your classes. D plus is not good if the class you're taking, the intro class, I'm assuming because he's a freshman, is is that difficult and that's what you want to do with your whole career. Not like, good. That's not good. That means that you need to either see a specialized tutor or you need to pick a different career. Like that's Or you need to quit basketball. Yeah, but even then, I think he he does quit. Wait, well, does he get better at it by the end of the year? Is that part of this? They, I, don't, I don't think I it's they ever. They never really hopefully. explore that. What does he do in the movie? He do we know? He's a basketball high. coach. What the? Yeah. What the fuck? He's, a, the, he's the basketball of... coach and teacher at Neptune High. This is some bullshit, guys. <laughs> he should have never quit. He should have stayed with it. But let's just give up on your dreams, people. <laughs> that's the, that's the, the basic. Well, he's, a, he's a science teacher, so hey. He oh, is he? Okay, on. good. That's yeah. good then. So anyway, so he gets the D. He, what do you think he would be more? Uh, I didn't know if he was a mechanical engineer. I forgot for a second. I, I, he's barely, he's not in the movie nearly enough. I wish we had more Mac and him in the movie, but but so anyway. Make it very clear he's a teacher and also the basketball coach. Right. Oh, that's what I mean. I, I, I forgot I what else he was. But his dream, because apparently he's so fucking amazing despite his lack of height. <laughs> oh, well. Listen, Spud Webb was a basketball player. He was very small. Was he also a mechanical engineer? <laughs> he might have been. I don't know. Or that little alien from Space Jam. Uh, so, oh my god! But, but so, <laughs> the monsters. Yeah, the monsters. Uh, so he, so he, um, he figures out that you know he's gonna like take a time off from the team. The coach lets him keep his scholarship, and he says, "Great." He's like, "But you are losing your chance to start." And he's like, "I, I know. I, I have bigger things I need to deal with right now." Um, and he, and we, the last scene we get of him is him trying really hard in class, which is kind of nice because it's good for Wallace, hopefully. He's sitting in front now, which means he cares. 
just so silly. But yeah, so, and then, well, I guess also earlier on, the whole Robert Richard thing, he kind of just shrugs off Robert Richard because he's like, you already put me in the, the place where I'm at, Robert Richard. I don't need your advice anymore, kind of thing. And that's... Well, like, well, you should put yourself in the place where you're at. Yeah, I mean, he, he doesn't take... I don't think he Leave takes Robert enough to, to blame for himself. He thinks he kind of... He shifts a lot of it on the Robert Richard's bad advice, but I'm like, you're the one that did it, dude. Like... Just because he gave you bad advice doesn't I mean you had to take it. But so, um, so that that's the one plot, and then the other one that, that I think is worth addressing, besides the cheating, um, the Odell stuff, which we kind of already addressed, is the unbearable "just shoot me" reunion. Which is- Wait, okay. There is no way the "just shoot me" fandom was coming in droves when they found out <laughs> there was going to be a reunion on Veronica Mars. They the C the CW really wanted to tap into that "just shoot me" and audience. I, I think it was as someone who watched "just shoot me." Yeah, I wanted to be shot in the head during the storyline. So we should be calling it JSM. JSM fandom is legion. Just shoot me onion article. Yeah. That, that article me. was so great. I'm like, just shoot me, by the way, everyone he meets. Watches <laughs> just shoot me. Like, okay, so I understand there there's supposed to be some chemistry at play here, and I guess there's like something resembling that. But it felt like two people who used to like. It makes me furious. Yeah, it feels like two people who used to know each other are like trying to keep to a conference. Yeah, two people who used to be friends a long time ago. Uh, they they're kind of like just pretending like oh like you run into someone you used to work with, which is literally what this is. And he's just trying to keep up conversation like so. What are you doing at your new job? Like oh that's great. I still see this person. You know like it, it's so because that's kind of the vibe. Is it uh, okay? So if you don't know what we're talking about, the Harmony character is a woman who hired Keith to see if her husband was cheating on her because he was doing some suspicious stuff. He Keith finds out he's actually just very much in love and doing all these sweet things for her behind their back, I think, is kind of what the plot was. And then yeah. and then she feels like, oh, I'm so stupid. And so then she decides to start initiating an affair with Keith because, sure, okay. <laughs> like, so then we get this terrible plot where she's... Yeah, her husband's not cheating and she still doesn't clearly want to be with him. That's why she was doing this in the first place. And that makes sense! Let me get a divorce. And that totally no. makes sense. I actually think that was a very valid thing because if you're looking for problems in your relationship you might have problems with the relationship. And so she happens to be the person who thinks he's cheating because she wants to be cheating. And that that makes sense. And there's actually some solid, like, reasonability there. The problem here becomes then Keith is kind of, like, on the hook for it. And there's a point where where Veronica kind of, like, jokingly says, like, you're going back out with her? And he's like, yeah, but you're... Ew, there's one quote where I I wrote down here where he says, I know a little more about this than you. I'm like, ooh, let's not say that. claiming they're just friends. They're just friends, but... They're like, you know... And Veronica is hearing none of yeah. it. She knows from the beginning. She's like, this is bullshit. You're hanging out, getting drinks at, at, a, at the Grand with a friend, or, or going out to see two movies back-to-back. They're noir movies, so that's really on the nose, too, but... That's poor... No, no that's just foreplay for Keith. Yeah. <laughs> well, and she's like, is that what your life's like? Like, oh, God, please, Jesus Christ. No one thinks that's anyone's life, lady. They, well, they do when they're trying to, like, get it in. That's why. <laughs> Gross. And so they, there's some awkward hugging, and then there's, like, drinks later on. And then at one point, she's not even subtle. Like, this is where I think it's really creepy, is it's not that this is, like, some ongoing relationship that becomes too much. It's, like, a friendship that goes too far. This is, like, the second time they go out, she says, I got a hotel room yeah, she's for been us. Like, I that's as overt an affair as there ever was one. Like, that's just flat out, that's just infidelity. <laughs> like, that's, there's no other way around it. Like, don't, don't even be subtle about it. And he 
says no to her at first. Although, then this is the weirdest. This is the weirdest sequence, I feel like, on this because show. Because destiny is, like, fate is saying, you gotta go fuck her. But, like, the it's whole more, scene is so I, weird. I, I hate, it's, like, my, like, one of my least favorite, like, scenes in this it's entire more, season. It's Same. more foreshadowing for the Veronica Mars movie. Movie! I thought the same thing! It's a horrific <laughs> car accident. Spoilies. Spoilers <laughs> for the movie, if you somehow haven't seen that yet. Oh, 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 in the movie, like, that, like, that scene, like, just fuck, like, fuck me up. I, I was like, oh, no. Oh, I that's very upsetting. Hard, fucking scene. Yeah, I have a hard time a with scene. car accidents anyway, like, on TV, because I had a bad car accident, so I was like, so every time it's like, whoa, when a car comes out of nowhere, so. It's upsetting, yeah. and it's especially upsetting because it's the whole, the, you know, Keith, but I, again, I, I say it like, I think the movie genuinely was like, well, you know when we fucked up that car accident, we're really gonna do it right this time. <laughs> <laughs> like, they did everything they could to correct the, the ills of season three. But so, so this, this happens where he leaves the, the hotel, he's kind of like in the car, of course, like, fucking 10 cc's like i'm not in love is playing because we need more of that in our world and he he's like oh no uh maybe i shouldn't have done it he doesn't say he doesn't say that out loud he just kind of has it like that the universe wants me to go fuck her he, he has that like uh, that that enrico look where he's kind of like ah, ha, 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 smile smile i just i should have done it and then uh, as soon as he's like sitting in the intersection some car just fucking t-bones him hardcore the driver gets out like laughs and like honestly ha- having watched this show so much i remember thinking like is this like a thing and he's is he gonna murder him or something like what's happening yeah, it's shot like that it's super menacing well, I, I hadn't watched this season in a long time, so as I was watching it today, I'm thinking, like, am I forgetting the plot with the uh, the reverse sticks? I'm like, are they trying to, like, grab him and, like, use him as, like, bait for Veronica or something? Because there are certain elements at play here where maybe Keith will be in danger again for something. Or the, the husband... Or the husband... I, I know. Or the husband finds out it was him, and then he, he followed him, and then he did that. Like, that would have made more sense to me, too. And then I'm like, oh, no, he literally just T-bones a random guy, laughs about it, and then we cut to him showing up at the hotel later to bang his ex-castmate from Just Shoot Me. Like, so I don't it, want it this in my life. went into the room anyway, it's even though she wasn't getting her I was going to say, for those who have not seen this episode of Veronica Mars, we want to clarify that the ex-castmate from Just Shoot Me is not David Spade. <laughs> <laughs> it's Brian It's Brian Pussy! <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was Wendy Malick. My God, can you imagine Wendy Malick on? That would have been way better. It would have been way better. I would have been way more into Wendy Malick playing a woman who is cheating on her husband been than Laura San Giacomo, I think, but because I I feel like the casting of Laura San Giacomo makes it like we have to kind of have to like Harmony, you know, that's, that's what right. they want. But like I fucking exactly. hate her. I hate her so much. And I, I hate the story. And I think part of the problem with the infidelity is also the fact that you're not really getting her side of things a lot. You're just kind of seeing, like... She like, just seems terrible. She's gonna fucking divorce. Yeah, like, she's she just, just kind of comes and goes, like... Keith Mars into her... Because there are several times during this, this scene and this, this, this well, series of scenes in this episode where she could have pretty much just said, like, I'm gonna get a divorce. Like, I'm letting you know first, but I'm about to get a divorce. That's well, all you need. come up next episode? It does, but, like, do that before you fuck the girl, man. Like, come on, like, have that well, conversation, you know? So, so I think... Rekha, oh, she's gonna leave her husband, you know? Yeah. yeah so this is, this is one of my problems with it, is that it's not about Keith and what's-her-name. It's about Veronica, and it's about so Veronica creepy. being more right than Keith, because Veronica has to be right about everything. So Veronica finds out right. that this is happening, and she's not like... Dad, you know, good for you. Get your dick wet, but be careful of marrying. She, she shouldn't be like a child from How I Met Your Mother. She should be furious. 
And she is. I think she is because she stops. She's in, she's in the right. I, I start watching. I, I started watching the other episodes just to catch myself up on where we were in the plot. And she stops talking to him, and she starts sleeping at Logan's for the next yeah, like, she couple is. weeks. So, but she definitely there's some fallout from this, which there's it's a really heartbreaking scene because she gets and also considering all the shit with her mom and infidelity. Uh, yeah, family, she has right to be. Yeah, at him. yeah, yeah. And honestly, I, you would think that Keith of all people would not want to be the person cheating because he's. It isn't just that he's cheating on someone he's with, he's cheating on someone who's married. It's not like a, a relationship that's being inf- inf- well, infidelity. Well, and for Veronica, it's, it's I mean, infidelity. Keith has always been her hero. He's like the morality hero in her life, the one that, you know, right. is the straight and narrow kind of guy, and so that, to kind of get him knocked down a peg or two is quite shocking what, for her. What, I feel like it's a contrived sort of way to do that. I think this is my problem with the story, is that it's set up so that Veronica's natural anxiety about her dad and cheating all lines up to make Veronica look good and look right, when this probably should feel like a much more complicated situation. Because, you know, unhappy people cheat, unhappy people would get divorces, but this doesn't come up until the next episode or whenever, in order to make Veronica right. The storyline's already bad before it gets to the Veronica of it all anyway. I, like, it needs Veronica to save it, pretty much, because it's well, trash from the beginning. Part of my problem with this is that they barely know each other. They've only been hanging out for, like, three or four meetings. It's extremely racy for Keith to suddenly just jump into bed with this woman who he really does not know that well. Keith, we've established, is actually incredibly guarded about his relationships, both with women and other people. Like, he's a very quiet, Yeah, he like, took it you know, slow with Erica Gimple, so... And I kind of, resp- I would have made more sense to me if honestly it was Wallace's mom that this went on with, because then at least you'd get the fact that if he was cheating with her and she was still technically married, even though she was separated or something like that, that would make a lot more sense. It's the fact that he's not just actively cheating with someone who's in a complicated relationship, it's that she's relishingly unfaithful to her husband. Like, she is actively getting an expensive, fancy hotel yeah, room. She's having adventures. Yeah, it's, it's, ex- it's extravagant, and it's, it's, I find it pretty repulsive to watch. Like, it's a really unredeemable scene for him and the character at large because it kind of goes against a lot of what you, what you assume Keith would, is all about, which is not that. In fact, that's well, his whole yeah, career. I think he'd be perfect, but like, come no. But it's his career line. is it, like for most of the first couple seasons, and then bef- and prior to the series beginning is when he becomes a PI. It's a lot of him watching people being like uh, unfaithful, and then taking like dirty sh- pictures. That's like what PIs get known for. And he always he wanted to be more than that. He wants to be the sheriff again. He wants to, to do more. But this is kind of like Keith letting his worst instincts take over. Pretty much is what well, he's becoming. What he hates, kind of. Well, it's also worth bearing in mind that he took things slow with whoever in earlier episodes because he wanted to do right by Veronica, who is now, you know, in college and stuff. Well, so. Still, still living at home, though. Like, so, I don't know. 180? I mean, she's I, definitely I, an adult, but she's still living at home. That's, to me, enough that I wouldn't want her to know. This Okay, so I mentioned earlier the sad scene where Veronica sweetly is like, hey, Dad, it's time for breakfast. Wake up. Because he's, he's getting out of bed real slow. And she's like, Dad, hello, get up out of bed. And she goes into his room, opens the door, and it's still made up. He hasn't come home that night. That's how she finds out. Not only that he has had an affair, she, she's going to find out eventually he was in a car accident. Like, that's a horrible thing for you to be in a car accident and not tell your daughter. Like, he should have gone to the hospital and she should have come and seen him. That was that was an ex- He immediately went to go get fucked. Fucking airbags deployed. His car probably got towed. Keep that was stupid. Okay, like, he... Week. 
That's all there is to it. Yeah, it was so dumb. And for what? And for the fucking, like, one-off relationship with uh, Just Shoot Me alumni? Like, this was stupid. At least make it fucking Erica Gimbel. Bring her back. Like, I would have bought that so much more. Bring her back. Bring her back. There was at least some kind of a, a, a storied past between those two. Or even even her mom, to be honest. Well, like, as bad as it would have been, it would have made more sense if it was that. Okay, okay, this is this is getting a little too far here. <laughs> I know, but, like, at least that would have made... There's some history or something. I would have taken fucking... Uh, what's her know, name? I, Kane. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I feel, like it's, I feel like it's plausible for, like, his daughters in college. Someone that he's, like... Yeah. Paula Marshall. <laughs> Yeah, someone that he's had a crush on from way back or whatever. I don't remember <laughs> the exact details of how they knew each other before. And then she shows up, and supposedly they have chemistry. And he's like, "Do I have any really good reason not to go for this?" And then he does, but then he doesn't, and it's it's all a mess. And it leads to basically Veronica. I feel like being giving reasons Veronica, for Veronica to judge infidelity and then using that as justification for how she treats Logan, Logan immediately after episodes. this. Exactly. So. And I think the, the struggle also is the fact that this feels so divorced from the rest of the show. Like, this almost feels yeah. like a separate show for a lot of this little, like, ongoing, like, you know, the scenes with him and, and well, I'll just say Just Shoot Me, I forget her name. But, uh, Harmony. <laughs> Harmony. I was thinking Harmony. But so... Name. Harmony. But so so these Harmony. scenes I think are kind of pointless in the sense that um Keith has never really had that extreme a relationship before, right? Like the other scenes he's had, they were definitely very, very romantic with Wallace's mom, but like and then even with the, the Paul uh, Marshall. You mean like an overtly sexual relationship? Yeah. Not that we have seen, no. Yeah, and not even just the the, the, the sexualness, it's just the, the overtly romantic. Like, most of his romances happen almost out of accidental, like, whoops, we're actually into each other. <laughs> this is like, like, they are basically, I mean, this is kind of like that because they kind of meet each other through work, but like... The, they immediately pursue each other to the extreme. It's not like a series of funny things that, that get them back together. What's, what's funny is you don't even need this Keith storyline to propel Veronica into being very jealous or very uh, suspicious stuff. of Logan because it's Logan. But you also have the and that's stuff. The type of, and the piss. That's the type of guy you should be suspicious of. And I love Logan, but let's be real. There, like, there's two you things don't need, there. You don't need the Keith thing haunting her to make her more uh, suspicious of Logan. You have the piss thing... Which is kind of like her feeling that if I'm this attracted to someone outside of my relationship, probably he could be too. And then you have the girl at the front desk. I mean, not to say that they were actually flirting without him even taking off his shirt yet. And I mean, yeah, exactly. All that off immediately, be taking off his shirt immediately. Like, <laughs> his nose. It's like the fucking Ark of the. You know what I mean? It's the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> <laughs> but so. So like, so like, there's the scene. There's the scene at the front desk too, where obviously we, I liked the fact that they weren't like overtly jealous. It was more like a playful. Like, like she was she's, she's into you. This yeah. is hilarious. But like that would have been enough for her, I think, even to motivate her. Even the one scene later on, like where she goes and the, she gets a call about the girl. If they had thrown a scene in there where it was just her and the, the front desk girl, and she's like, "Tell Logan thanks" or something like that. That's all I need is one little one-off line where Veronica's just like calm down. Like, I'm with Logan. Like, all, that's all you need is a little narration. Like, it's okay. You know, he's spoken for. That's all you need. And then you could just say, look, she's a little worried about the infidelity thing. Obviously, she trusts Logan, but... but... she clearly was not, though. That's the thing. Exactly. Well, she trusts Logan to a point. Like, she trusts him. Because then he's, like, lying, basically, and uh, avoiding telling the truth about this. I mean... His skeevy friend, Mercer. 
All right, so let's let's get into that now. This is where I think so we, we've got most of the other stuff. Uh, there's a there's this other subplot where they go bowling with Piz and Parker. It's kind of pointless. They uh, have a good time. We got to talk at, at length about bowling. <laughs> Parker Parker's into Piz. Parker wants to go see Piz's radio show, and it's she kind finds of, out about that. She's the last person to know. And it's really kind of sad because Parker. It's like her first time I think since all the, the stuff that happens earlier on in the season where she was raped and, and the ongoing investigation into it, where she's kind of opened herself up to a guy and she's kind of interested in Piz. And not that Piz, not that she's owed Piz's attention or anything, but like the way they all treat it is extremely weird. Well, because- it's a weird turn though because when they first go bowling and like they realize it's just going to be Parker, Logan, Piz, and Veronica, Parker's kind of oh, mad. And, Wall- and I think it's going to be Wallace too. Well, no, no, Wallace. Get to the bowling. Does Piz ever say anything about a gang? He says other people, but they yeah. keep using the word gang. Yeah, he does mention bowling. Wallace. Wallace was supposed to come, but then he got swamped with school. So no, Parker- he said he said like Wallace too, and like other people. But like he never said gang when he asked her, right? Because they keep using that word. After right. The fact. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, but they first get there, and Parker's mad because so. she thinks. <laughs> yeah, Parker's mad because she thinks Veronica's trying to set her up with Piz, and she's like, "It does look that right. way." She's it like, really, "I'm not ready for does. that. It's not you know great, interested." Yeah. And then literally 15 seconds later, she's like, "You know, Piz is kind of great." And I'm like, where did that come from? This is miserable. This is absolutely... Because he's on a double date with the girl he's into. And 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 he's Logan fucking Eccles. And Parker is Parker, and she's very competitive. Yeah. And honestly, the thing about about Logan is whether or not you like Logan or not, it's hard for, I think, any of the guys on the show to go up against Logan just because he's such a... You don't have to like him, and you have... There is plenty to dislike about Logan. He's very flawed. Exactly. He's always going to be very charming, even in the worst of his moments. So he's, it's a hard person to, like, it's not just that he's out with Logan and Veronica and they're, they're just, it's like a regular date. It's going to be like, Logan's going to try and bring him into the conversation probably and he'll be poking some fun at him. Logan has an amazing moment actually uh, during the bowling scene when Parker gives him the high five and like, just, there's no reason for him to do it, but he reacts like her high five was like the biggest thing that's ever happened to him, and he's just shaking his hand for the rest of the scene, yeah. like in pain. It's beautiful. It's a Jason. It's a Jason he, Dory classic, honestly. That's like yeah, like yeah. And I think that when you have in the background of the scene, that's kind of the Jason Dory thing. That's the tr- that's the trouble I think is when you have something like that next to the I, you would claim I think at this point it's supposed to be the antagonist love interest of this of the this season is you have. Piz looking at that like why am I even trying here this is just making me feel stupid because it's one thing to have a crush on Veronica when when Logan's not lurking around it's a whole other thing to see this in in you know in person and realize that not only do you feel terrible about having a crush on a girl who's with a guy it's with a guy that is this charming and nice to me and this other girl not to say that Logan's perfect but I think that it's just it's just especially like oh my god this seems like especially futile now. And yet you hate Piz and everything you're saying right now. I I like Piz. I I don't like how they treat Piz later on in the series. I think they treat him, and especially in the movie too, they just treat him as just sort of a one-off thing, which is sad. This is why the best scene in the entire season is Logan beating up that dude in the cafeteria as Piz and Veronica watch. That was insane. Piz looks on sadly knowing that he's... (laughs) I've got no chance. Yeah. Yeah. It's over. It is done. It's over. Yep. Yep. I'll see you on This American Life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone wants to hate Stop on Piz. No reason to hate Pig. Just, just come to the side of, of at least accepting Piz, everyone. 
Lump his in your life. Well, I'm to like the fans, because obviously, you, you know someone's gonna be like, oh, you guys are doing Project Mars, I hate Piz. I feel bad for Piz. Well, and I will say, guys, go rewatch, go rewatch this. Some of no, I wouldn't say all of it because yikes, season three. But like, find somewhere on YouTube. I'll find Piz's greatest hits because he's a lot more charming than you remember him. (laughs) Yeah, I know. He's a lot better than you remember him. I think it was such an abrupt like like swerve into not only is it a new character he's a new main character who's also interested in Veronica so it was a lot to take at once and I think a lot of people just were instantly like prove that I should like him and it was never enough for people whereas looking back on it there is a lot more at play than just here's a new character it's it's sort of just like look we're gonna try and like poke fun at the current characters with a new like fish out of water and I respect the show a lot more in, in retrospect for doing a pretty good job of introducing him when other shows just sort of even more shoehorn him in. He's not. He's no like. Uh, what do you call it? Josh Darky. Myers or something. <laughs> but so anyway. So so he he. Um, I I think. I think there's also the issue of Piz is very much a mid two thousands character. Oh he my god! Is yeah. The, like, yeah, especially he is with the his record hairstyle. collecting hipster with the hairstyle. And Who looks so like on, a skater like a... surfer that doesn't make much sense. <laughs> 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 you're yeah, saying like... he's Seth Cohen. That's exactly what you're saying. He, he's Seth Cohen in Ryan Atwood's body, yes. With Zac Efron's <laughs> hair. With Zac Efron's hair, yes. Besides Zac Efron's hair, he's basically my dream guy. <laughs> <laughs> my dream guy, and the, the person that Veronica should be with is Deputy Leo. The truth. Oh, man. Yes. Leo. Team Leo, everyone. Team Marble Mouth. Mm-hmm. I, thank, God, so, thank God Max Greenfield's learned elocution since then. I, I know! I want it I want it gone! I want it back! <laughs> Represent for Marble Mouse everywhere! Like, he's not so, too much now. I want marbles. I want them back. Youths! Youths! So, so I think what what's happening with Piz is that like the show is kind of trying to make him this like super contemporary type of character in mm-hmm. a way that was like everyone was like oh I hate hipsters in 2005 or 2007 or whatever and like there are that is like a sort of archetype that existed and with retrospect we can see him as you know just kind of just kind of like a collection of influences where at the time it was like oh great they made a hot hipster for Veronica to fall in love with and everyone hates hipsters so I think yeah. this has aged well in that respect. But it's why, it really, it's why yeah, I yeah. thought it was the most perfect thing of all the perfect things that he did go to work for This American Life. Like, that was movie, great. That was the most. That was fucking great. Like, yeah, it, made, it made so much sense because of the way his character was set up, like you said. And then it was like, and the time that he came from, you're like, of course he would go work for yeah, Iverglass. Of course. And it's also another reason why I like appreciate the character. Like, it's a character with a passion. And because he has that passion, people are like, oh, he's so obnoxious. But, like, it's. it's compare that to Duncan, who has no passions. Or hopes or dreams. <laughs> I think I think here's the struggle, guys. I think the problem is that Piz sometimes feels like the kind of character a show starts out with instead of a show gets along the yeah. way. So it becomes like almost like they're trying to bring a whole new element of of a show at large and not just this character. So they were treating Piz like Piz was season three. And he was not. Piz was just a character in season three. Mm-hmm. So I think, like I said, Josh Myers before, Josh Myers gets lumped in with season, what is it? I don't even Whatever, 10, yeah. a million of, of, of that horrible show. of that like, show. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's very similar in the sense that, like, 
well, obviously that character sucked, but, like, sometimes it is that case where it is the character was part of a terrible overhaul of a show. This case, it just happens that he coincides with the, the bottoming out of the series. I think, in fact, if you go back and watch, you'll find out that a lot of the pissed stuff is actually a highlight of many episodes. Unlike until, the Josh Myers in that 70s show situation, yeah, that's just until, until he kind of gets relegated to the background, when I think it actually goes worse. It, it starts becoming less about Piz, yeah, the fun character. Out, like a shipper... Pro Logan perspective, people. Yeah. Because I, okay, I, so, I enjoy Logan Veronica, but I've never been one of those people who are like, oh god, they're broken up. People better not get in the way of them. You know. I, I don't. I never really get that about any kind of shipping, and that's kind of boring. It's a boring way to think about things because then otherwise you'll have the same episode of every show every day. But like here, I think the struggle is they put Piz. He stops being so much Piz as Piz and Veronica by the end of the series into the movie, so it it becomes a lot less about how cool Piz is as a person. Because we get so much awesome, like, Piz on his own, Piz with Wallace, Piz with Mac, Piz Veronica Mac, all that kind of stuff for the beginning of the series, or season. And then by the end of it, there's, like, almost none of that left. In fact, they use Piz almost, they, like, drain the life out of Piz. Piz and Wallace's friendship, too, so... Me too! And they got rid of it almost. It's awful. It just becomes all Veronica Piz. Yeah, I think that's my issue, too, because it's... He was so obviously put in there from the beginning to be the guy that's the new love interest or to come between Logan and Veronica and even as a I'm a Logan and Veronica shipper I guess you would say like it's not that I hate it I never hated Piz it's just it was like why do we have to do this like there's other reasons that you can obviously there's other reasons to split Logan and Veronica apart like why not just have Piz have his own storylines and then if you want them to get together get them together yeah that's part of my problem too and not just have him mooning over Veronica from the beginning, for like if instantaneously. Which is, I, I mean, who wouldn't moon over Veronica Mars when they meet her? I get that, but like, right. let's calm down and stop making him instantaneously the love interest. The struggle, I think, is that Veronica and Logan, which I really appreciate about the movie, seem like a. I wouldn't. Okay, this makes me sound really like young and pathetic, but I'm just. They are more of an end game kind of pairing where they kind of come across as people who will drift back into each other's lives because they need to get their shit worked out in the extreme. Especially Logan. Like, Logan is not the kind of person you want to marry at 24. Like, that's insane in any respect. So, I really liked that the, the show goes back to. And we had already been through the, like, they're together, and now they're broken up, and they're gonna, and she's with Duncan, and now they're gonna get back together, and now they're gonna break up again, and now she's gonna be with Piz. But it ends at the season with she might get back with Logan, and I'm yeah. like, ugh. But she <laughs> like, should have just gone back with Leo. Stop. <laughs> should have hooked up with Mac and run off to Mexico. <sighs> now we're talking, Rowan. <laughs> now you're speaking my language. <laughs> So the so the so the, the the main plot of that was pretty much just that Parker was interested in Piz that we we mentioned before, and then she kind of kind of gets the cold shoulder from him. Although he is sort of nice to her, he just doesn't really. He tells he tells Veronica he's not that, interested. Uh, he has a type, but Par- she's not it. Parker's not yeah. He, Parker's not his type. He's not into pretty blondes, I guess. Parker's <laughs> <Or he's laughs> into pretty blonde, but it's the personality part. Yeah, I think it's just a little more bubbly. He he likes the narrators. <laughs> Pretty much. He's a big so, girl. Wait till he finds out who that is. <laughs> <laughs> so that's done. I mean, so, I ship his Dan for now. Uh, <laughs> I think about it. But so then... So then, um, he, they pretty much just say, like, look, I, I'm not interested in her. And Veronica's like, okay, I'll, I'll try and let her know. Even though Parker then later on is, like, well, she super let her know. Him. Instead, Parker's like, and let's go to his radio It's pretty station. sad. And then there's just like she kind of just shrugs like sorry Piz, and that really nets, that really never gets ro- like um 
uh, wrapped up because as she's, I guess the real reason why the whole Parker Piss thing happens is because that brings Parker to the radio show where Mercer is his follow-up. Where she can smell Mercer. Where she can smell Mercer. I'm, I'm a little surprised she's never ran into Mercer in, in episodes prior well, to this, but I guess she's lucky in that. stay scarce. For yeah. reasons. And she's lucky and she's lucky for that because fucking gross. Yeah. Before we even find all that shit out about Mercer, he's creepy as fuck. He's but so, so then off. um so well, then Parker friends. Yeah. Parker smells Mercer's cologne and is like, Oh my god. That shitty cologne. That's that's the shitty cologne I smelled the night I got raped. And Veronica then decides fuck it. She goes into his place, searches it with the key, the keys that we, she took from Weevil before we mentioned that Weevil, now the maintenance guy has keys to everything. She's borrowing while he's away. Weevil. What the hell is Weevil even? So the- Which, by the way, Weevil's keys, how many things do they unlock? Because I don't buy it. <laughs> nah, that that I buy. Dean's office. That I buy. Do they also unlock the dorms? Really? Well, no, that's, that's that is a little bit much. Because the janitors don't, like, clean the inside of your dorm. This is a .org, not a .edu, okay? <laughs> That's it, true. It, well, it's from a liability. They do have, like, maintenance and security and stuff. Yeah, but for a liability. For, like, if people leave their alarms on and stuff. I just don't like, buy that. Like, I buy, but, bro, when I buy it, I... I buy like the main doors. I think it's a liability to have them to have keys for everybody's doors. Like, yeah. are you getting background checks on everybody? Because yeah, we probably wouldn't pass. The former criminal thing. Yeah, like it's weird. And so anyway, she she gets in and um, starts looking around his room, finds an electric razor that obviously the whole you know shaving girls' heads after after raping them thing comes into play. Well, nobody, thinks, no guy would ever have an electric razor. Come on. <laughs> But so she it's basically a smoking smoking gun. And then Lamb provides with the third. Yeah. And then so she goes to Lamb because she's brave. (laughs) And so she tells Lamb, hey. Well, I do like, there's a great scene when Lamb's like kind of like strutting down the hallway, walks in and Veronica's sitting there. And he's just like, let me know when some girl is just in my office. (laughs) Just like walks past security and then no one tells him. Which is pretty, because she could have been in there for like an hour looking at everything he's working on, which is yeah. pretty great. She probably was, let's be honest. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> old habits die hard. But so yeah. then he says, um, you know, what are you talking, what do you hear about? And she says something about, you know, obviously I'm hearing about the rapes. And then he's like, oh, it was a Bigfoot. And then she's, I do appreciate the whole rape humor. Never gets old. Because yeah. we need that. We need more of that kind of shit. Even though the rest of the series, season is terrible about it. But so he, he says, oh, you mean Mercer? She basically tells him Mercer did it. He says, "Oh my God, that work kind of matches up with what we thought because in that lockbox of money that was stolen that they found eventually, it had a couple of vials of GHB." Now, th- tell me, doesn't this seem like they should know based on that? That's enough that Mercer probably was involved in this, or are they saying because it was stolen like, flows like water in Neptune? I know. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I mean, and Lamb and Lam does take these other facts into, and, like, arrest Mercer in that episode, so he does... So maybe there wasn't enough, you know, like, circumstantial evidence or something? Yeah. I don't know. Or it was too I circumstantial? I mean, which is a problem on its own, but I guess, that doesn't mean... I and I guess because it was... You know. Yeah. And you could probably claim because it was stolen, the people who stole it put it there. Everybody like in that, Neptune maybe. has GHB, like Matoya said. So. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. It's like growing on trees. Um, so then they... they um arrest Mercer for it, which then we get the awful, awful scene where Logan comes up and pretty much says, hey, it wasn't Mercer. And she's like, what are you talking about? She's she's like, "Uh, I was with him, pretty much, as we'll find out. I I can't tell you yet. He's innocent. And she's just like, okay. Which is like, oh, of course all we want is more of this shit. Now, the the Logan stuff with the the whole, like, you know, 
I can't tell you the secret alibi. He's done this shit before. And like, it what, works out well. Just tell the fucking alibi. Just tell the alibi. Like, why wait? Like, he, he waits until later on this season when she has to basically blackmail yeah, him into it. Yeah, when everything's already, like, blowing up with a relationship. And then he's like, am I am I the guy getting blackmailed by his girlfriend? I'm like, well, when you're keeping shit like this from her, and you know she's been raped herself, like, what do you expect, man? Like, my God, if there's one thing you can do, it's and be honest with somebody like Ron Morris. Again, your girlfriend's a victim of rape. You, like, Parker, who's somebody you know, is technically in your friend group now, she was raped by this rapist. Like, just do everything you fucking can. Just tell the goddamn truth. And, La- and LaToya, by that point, I'm, I'm pretty sure, if it's not that episode itself, it's maybe the episode after it. It's the episode where she gets attacked by yeah, this same rapist. Yeah, it's the next episode. It's the next episode. Yeah, so it's like, obviously he may not have that on him yet, but even after that happens, he doesn't totally, like, you know, make peace with it all. He still thinks that it was, like, kind of shady that she blackmailed him. I'm like, like are you crazy? Is it just defend his shitty friends? Like, you barely know Mercer. And also, like, I think probably the problem is, is that he thinks Mercer is a lot like him, and he thinks that everyone's just targeting him again, just like everything else. But it's like, look, Logan, you did a ton of shady you, you shit. You have done really shitty things too, Logan. You have to acknowledge that about yourself, so wouldn't you assume that this person you barely know could possibly be, be capable of doing the same? I don't know, he doesn't seem to be willing to, to go there, which is baffling well, it, to Because me. Mercer has an alibi, and it's never explained how that doesn't... Because no one's really, ever like... had an accomplice in anything, ever. I know! And honestly, having an open door in Tijuana where Logan was drunk is an alibi? I'm like, that means nothing. He could have hired I mean, somebody and... easy to Again, sit in the room and fuck those girls. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, though, how often do you hear of, like, a rape team? Like... It's usually a, it's usually a crime committed as a solo. Uh, honestly, though, Lisa, I read I read and watch a lot. I read and watch a lot of true crime. A lot of couples well, do that kind of stuff. It's not that uncommon. I mean, technically, Veronica Mars's rape was a rape That's team. True. Yeah, so, so it's 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 crazy. Where is Dick in this episode? No, he's not back until yeah. later on. I think, right? I mean, this is after she's gotten like the frat clear. To maybe he's just like getting fucking wasted. No, remember he gets like crazy and then shows up yeah, on Logan first up all rainy. That's like I think two or three well, no, episodes. That's the, that's the, no, that's the beginning of uh, the season. Oh, then he yeah. just goes away that's, again. I guess. Yeah, I think he's just, at least until yeah. I think until like season or not season uh, episode like sixteen maybe. 15 or 16? He's, pretty no, far. He's, he's back. I think he's still around. No, he's, he's just back. not in this episode. Yeah, he's oh, yeah. Whatever. That's the point where he's... That's the point where he... That's where he's... Yeah, that's the point where he becomes a regular character, I think, at that point. Or more, more regular than he is in this, for sure. But so... So, so alright. So, season three at large, that was kind of the gist of... So, let's maybe, like, go down... Maybe... Bowling. Instead of going into... Every, talked about bowling, yeah. I guess. Uh, <laughs> what haven't we talked about? No, I think we we covered this episode pretty well. I think maybe if we want to each go through and talk about our least favorite thing about season three, that way we're not like totally swamped oh down. It's hard. It's hard to just I, choose one. I got another three hours here. So infuriating. Oh my god. So, all right. So what's what's your least favorite, Latoya? Or at least three. I, we should say top three, three. I guess because uh, it's hard. To... Let's see. Feminist group, obviously. Uh, yeah. Tim Foyle. <laughs> Tim Foyle. I still can't see it. He's, it's Foyle with the Y, guys. Wink. Uh, and third, uh, not even, it's just break up Logan because he's, he's not Logan. He's, he's too emo to be Logan. Break up Logan. Yeah, Logan this whole season is so emotional. Logan has, uh, a way of, when he gets jumped, like, he becomes, like, uh, Damon Salvatore, so he has to, like, cause a scene, but, like, this mopey, I'm gonna listen to Nicholas Shea, uh, (laughs) 
fuck? Logan is, is nothing. Get that, get that shit out of here. Well, it, eventually he goes full Damon Salvatore and kills a bunch of people <laughs> and then feels better. So. There we go. Spoilers. <laughs> I, I can't tell if that was like a loaded war reference, Rowan, or no. Well, he, he says he bombed yeah. a bunch of people in Afghanistan. Yeah, I mean, like, it is. It's true. We have to assume wrong. those bombs he was dropping did hit some someone. <laughs> no, he never hit a person. He was like the A-team of war. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he still got promoted. He was a stormtrooper, like a Star Wars stormtrooper, never. He still got promoted to those pretty, pretty dress whites, so. Yeah. <laughs> As, as long as he looks good in uniform, it doesn't matter if the war is justified or not. <laughs> oh, wow, political in here. He's getting way political. Hot takes. Okay, all right. So, Rowan, what are your least favorite three that you can? I mean, the, the feminist group is the main thing. Like, this yeah. is this is. There's this famous interview with Rob Thomas, like after the after this um, storyline is resolved, where he's like, "Oh, I wanted Veronica to be able to see that all these institutions exist, and even the ones that like she's supposed to be attached to are." all like corrupt and it's like no feminism is not an institution there are institutions one within person, it you know one decent person like if it's Veronica, like judging like wanted to join now and now had like a really bad director that's one thing but it's like the judging of feminism being corrupt is it's like judging animal cruelty with PETA as a representative it's like let's <laughs> calm down that's not you're not that you but, can't lump that but, in with all of animal cruelty <laughs> But, like, Activist. even PETA is, like, a big thing, an organization where Lilith House is just, like, three girls who live in a house together. And, right. Um, it's sad. Most of... I think the problem with those, especially, is that a lot of what they're doing is good. It's just that they they get so cartoonized. Like, they get so, nope. like... I don't know. It's just I terrible. Mean, I wouldn't say a lot of what they're doing. This... Like, they, they intentionally plan a fake rape just so they can get rid of the Greek system. Yes, because, you know, rape only happens there. Like, fuck you. No, yeah. I mean, at first. I meant at first. I don't mean by the the time that happens, it's so far gone. Our tradition to Nish is where she gets uh, the house mother for one of the sororities, like, fired, basically, because they're growing marijuana for, like, for her cancer treatment. Yeah. Oh, right. I forgot that was also her cancer. They're they're pieces of shit from the very beginning. That's, like, the second episode of the season or something. Yeah. The first episode of the season, yeah. So this is actually one of the things that it it gets Veronica Mars in trouble is that it's like a good storytelling technique in general to find an outlier and be like, oh, the thing that you thought was true is not actually the thing that's true. So Veronica Mars goes to college. She encounters a sorority. Sororities are bad and shallow and whatever. But, oh, this sorority is actually kind of good. Who knew? And, like, this is, like, that's a decent storyline. But then it's like, Veronica Mars goes to the feminists. The feminists are faking rapes in order to get men that they don't like kicked out. Oh, that's, like, a really weird twist. But this is a twist that has just, like, huge political implications that, like, justify a whole bunch of shitty behavior at every level that the sorority thing just doesn't go anywhere near. And this season just does not seem to have the sort of, um... Like I don't know the uh, context or uh, perspective of like what's important and what's not. It just kind of throws a bunch of like here's a weird twist on a story you've heard before, yeah. and like the feminist thing is by far the worst aspect of that. And this is why like I say that the the finale is so good, and it's just like out of nowhere 
suddenly Veronica Mars is Veronica Mars again because there's all this like context and things that make these twists not oh feminists are bad but like here are specific things and specific reasons that all these people are connected and so on <laughs> and the feminists even help Veronica in that episode so like this is just, yeah it's just it, throwing the wrong things at the wall it sucks we have to call them the feminists yeah uh, I know it's not true yeah. I mean I hate using that word because Honestly, it's and, and I hate. I'm a very inclusionary person because, or inclusive person because I think that obviously feminism can be flawed in the way it's implemented in any respect. Just like every kind of um, any kind of anything can be flawed the way you use it. Like no one's gonna do the same thing different or the same thing the way everyone should. But it's the whole you know claiming that you're a feminist and then tearing down women is not feminist in my opinion. In fact, the only thing I, I think you could say for sure about feminism is that and anyone can be a feminist. Uh, to a degree. I mean, obviously... Not according women to are... women, like, no. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm all about the whole, you know... I, I, there's a lot of people that also fall into the camp of that, that men can't be feminists, or the men in this season, especially, that, that get, you know, held up as the people who help save Veronica, they can be feminists too. Sure, but let's not let them speak on behalf of the people who are also feminist women, because they're basically stealing a narrative. So, like, there's a lot of complicated issues they could have gone into that's rife for any kind of parody or, or, or addre like, addressing it fairly, but they never really do it. In fact, I think other shows have done a little bit better a job. I, I mentioned before on our show... Uh, the the flaw is almost impossible to ever do anything wrong. Lizzie Kaplan, when she was on New Girl, that's a very subtle but I think important critique mm -hmm. of feminism, is that sometimes it, it you know it does exclude women who I guess want to embrace more traditional uh, female roles because you can do whatever the fuck you want to do, including being a mom or being um, a sex symbol or whatever you want to do. So I think that this is where that could have totally use that kind of element because a lot of the stuff that Veronica does go into um, championing in early seasons and in this season is the whole you know go get your like she's up with Mac like she's like Mac go go find somebody you like go hook up with people like da 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 but that kind of feminism is almost just like incidental the feminism that's discussed in this is almost and it's weird how it's always like lumped in with the journalism because Nish is the she's the editor right yeah. she's the editor in chief yeah, I think of the of yep. the paper. So it's just so embroiled in like the 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 whole. It's just such a lampooning kind of stereotype of a character is the angry feminist who writes critical theory I online mean, or in a paper. The one which feminist is really... character who's not in this episode, the one who's like does the safe ride home thing. Like her first line to Veronica is basically the Greeks are evil. Like you're already the worst. Yeah, and just walking stereotypes. And yeah, just. Just to go along, like, there's, I don't remember if it's an episode before this. I think it's the next episode, the one where, like, Chip from the frat gets sexually assaulted, and that right. everyone's just making fun of him, and it's like, oh, yeah. ha, ha, you got sexually assaulted, but he's a dude, so it doesn't count. And it's just really weird and off putting. Yeah. And, um, like, yeah. again, that stuff needs to be said occasionally. Like, I don't have anything wrong with the fact that people are putting a light on, on the on the failings of certain systems. But when it's, like, the entire premise of the, almost the entire season, and it's not ever... You're, you're not getting a balance of, like, but they're doing some good. Like, they do a very vague amount of good in the terms of, like, they're against rape, which is a yeah, very important it. thing. But, like, that's it. Like, it's crazy to have that much of an imbalance between what they do and what they say. Like, it's just not... It's not a very compelling yeah. character or set of characters to watch or cheer for. I, um, I agree. 
the other failure of this season, I think, is that Hurst never feels right. Like, mm-hmm. I went to a very specific small liberal arts college that had a history of really intense discussions of feminism and sexual assault and all these things. It's like, I see how those stories are created based on the size of the schools, the histories of the schools, the political kind of push of the schools. Well, Hearst, I don't feel like, I never figured out how many people were supposed to be going to Hearst. I never figured out, like, how big their basketball team is supposed to be. How, you know, all these things. It's just, like, throwing all these ideas of college at a wall, and, like, one day Hearst has the functional equivalent of a 40,000-person school. The next, it's, like, a 500-person school. Oh, they have and... a Chili's in their student union, so I think it's a pretty <laughs> really? big... Really? Yeah, I think it's a pretty big deal, Rowan. Uh, what the fuck? Do they... Re- I can't believe that. For that Chili's. Yeah. That's why the dean eats there. He loves those burgers. Wow. I didn't know that was a Chili's. That's crazy. <laughs> they really needed to work on their product placement. Maybe they would have gotten renewed. It's right there yeah. in the background, like, every time they're in the student union. I gotta go Chili's. watch that now. Yeah. I, was like, I just don't pay attention to that, because usually I, it is. Was the Chili's at your college one? I was no, in did college you? When, yeah. I was in college oh, when, like, no, this season of Veronica Mars was on, and I was like, we don't have a fucking Chili's at my school. <laughs> I went to a pretty big school, though, so... I we, had a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> we had a Chick-fil-A. We had a Chick-fil-A. We had a Chick-fil-A. That's all we had. Generic shit. We had a Coke machine, and they cut the cords of the Coke machine because Coca-Cola was involved in slavery in Colombia. <laughs> oh, my God. In order... <laughs> to get whatever so this is the sort of school that i came from which had like there's so many stories there and it's like some of the time the hearst stuff was like getting towards those stories and some of the time the hearst stuff was getting towards the stories that would happen at like a massive you know ucla or usd or whatever yeah yeah it just and um because it never actually picked those all the stories felt super generic and only later in the season when it started getting more character based like Paul Rudd showing up um, did it actually start feeling like this is kind of a real place with real people again like Neptune always felt like that Neptune always felt very specific here's this school of a certain size with a very clear class division very clear history and Hearst just never had that and that I think is why even if you take out the severe misjudgment of the rape plot and the feminists, like these aren't great episodes. It was the world building. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Divergent has the same problem. Mm. Well, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Do uh, agree or disagree? There would be no piz if they could have gotten Aaron Ashmore for season three. Correct. Agree. Who? Oh. Uh, I need to get off my podcast right now. How dare You're you? fired. He's confusing it with Sean Ashmore. It's an honest mistake. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> so do you remember in season one, uh, the, the boy, Troy. Troy boyfriend that, that, that oh, hid the right. candy in the ceiling? Yeah. So if you just say Troy, then I would know. I just don't that... pay attention to the actors unless I see them in like multiple things. Yeah. How are you not? There's literally two of him. <laughs> Did you not wait in a lit- heartbeat? Like, there's literally two I know, I'm joking. I'll kill you. Uh, <laughs> Let's all just start naming Sean Ashmore nope. parts. Nope. He's a twin. An identical twin. There's two of him. You've seen him in something. Yeah, we've seen goddamn twin. Yeah, you've seen X-Men, right? That's his twin. That's the other one. <laughs> I know. I know, you said in Rowan, so we can know. I know. Well, okay, did you watch the following... 
Good God, no. Okay, he's in the phone. Smallville? Smallville? Good God, no. He was a voice in Smallville. He was a voice in Frozen. Have you see? Have you seen Warehouse 13? That's probably the closest one that I would likely to have seen, but no. Okay, what is wrong with you, Rowan? How about Animorphs? Okay. I don't like television. (laughs) You know? Go away, Rowan Kaiser. It's a good. It's a good thing you're on a podcast for TV. (laughs) No, I. I have I. I tend to go narrow with television. I find the things that I. I know that I yell at you about it. In on them. Well, if you don't have a national. Well, everyone else listening to the podcast knows who we're talking about. That's all that matters. Yes, the, um, we're all the talking. thing that I hone in on television is apparently teen shows where the worst episodes involve rapes. So yeah. <laughs> yikes! Uh, congratulations. <laughs> but yeah, so um, go watch Cadet Kelly. He's the that, that's Cadet fucking Kelly. Shot, right? <laughs> I'm going to kill you. I'm going to reach your computer and slap you. Watch I'm literally on Sean's IMDb fucking with you. Watch that show of friends where Sean and Aaron are alternate world versions of each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think Sean works a little bit more, but Aaron's pretty great, so we need more of him in our lives. It would have been great to have him back, even in the movie or something. Well, Sean, I guess Sean works more, but Aaron works, like, more consistently. Like, he'll be on shows for, like... For a lot, long times, exactly, yeah. 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 So, so anyway, so so I think... So, so Ron, you had two. Do you have a third one? I I think I got three in there somehow. Oh, you did? Okay. We'll consider it three. If not third, it's just extra. Yes. Yeah, not knowing who Aaron Ashmore is your number three. It's Troy. I know who Troy is. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> good. Yeah. Uh, at least how about you? What are uh, your, I'm going to make mine short because everybody else's was long, and I agree with oh, uh, everything that LaToya and Rowan said except for the Aaron Ashmore thing. Um, well, <laughs> so my, I, my first one is uh, Goria Sorokin. I just wanted to say that name. That's mm. the guy that oh, made God, the sex God, tape. Oh, God, that nonsense. I made Veronica and Piz's sex tape, which was horrible. Oh my god, the fucking sex tape. Already a season about rape and Veronica having been raped in her past and then they put her sex tape on the internet. So let me let me ask real quick. That's a finale, that's a great episode. It's a great episode, but it's horrible that it happened to Veronica. Yeah. 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 So. I agree. So that's number one. That dude's an asshole. Yeah, he is. Maria Sorokin. And Talk Logan kicks his yeah. ass, so good So job. number two yeah. is um, that they killed the dean's wife, not because I particularly cared about her, but because it was I forgot stupid. they kill her, you're right. Because oh, the whole God. thing was that Tim Foyle sets up Landry for the murder of Dean mm-hmm. O'Dell. So they go to find right. Landry, and who did not do it, and he's on this boat with uh, Mindy O'Dell, and he's accidentally killed Mindy in the meantime. <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> What was the point of that? So they, he's still gonna go to prison for killing Mindy. He's not even. He's not even a good villain. No. Like at least, like <laughs> my God, so dumb. Get one thing Thank right, you. Like, bro. Yeah, let's just kill another female character for no particular reason. So his name should really be like Tim Irrelevant. Yeah. Like <laughs> he's not the foil at yeah. all. He's terrible. So there's. Veronica would if Veronica murdered someone, you'd never know about it. Yeah. Okay, that's horrible, the thing. horrible okay. character, horrible wig, horrible everything. So then number yes. three would be um, the little season four FBI time jump pilot. Oh, yes. Oh, my oh, God. My God. Well, well, wait a minute. We'll get into that in just a tiny second. We're not going to be long, but we need to talk about that for just a brief It's moment. real bad, you guys. It's real it's bad. so bad. <laughs> it's so... Well, let's just talk about it now, because that's your third one. What were they thinking? They were thinking, we got to have a last ditch effort. Yeah. 
That wasn't a ditch effort. That was, that was didn't even make any logical CW's sense. Like, we don't did a lot of the things CW wanted. Yeah, for this we show, don't like so. your show the way. I mean, it that's is. true, we'll but like to she had alone format. She had like she had Weevil on her speed dial. She's not going to the FBI. That's not possible. Like you don't get in the kind of scrapes that she does and then pass any that's kind of background check. That's not even check. my main issue with it. I mean. I mean, That's it's my a, main it's, issue. it is an issue, but whatever. But, like, the main issue is, okay, the CW is telling you we want you to go to a more procedural type of show. We don't want these, like, long, drawn-out storylines of, you know, one case over nine episodes or 20 episodes. Let's do procedural. Get rid of the whole element right. that worked for the yeah, show. Yeah, let's throw sure, away okay. everything yeah. you like about the show. Let's time jump. I have no problem with the time jump either. But what I have a problem with is, like, we're going to time jump to the future where Veronica is the only character we know. Like, there's no Keith, there's no Mac, there's no Wallace, there's no Logan, there's no Piz, nobody. <laughs> there is boring boy yeah. Crowder, though. <sighs> I guess you could you could posit that maybe they're supposed to come in at some point, but it certainly doesn't seem like that'd be an easy fit, because now right. she's in the FBI. And if you're lurking around Logan and Weevil and all these people <laughs> from before... They would say goodbye to you before the end of closed like business. Like it yeah, was just and she's stupid. like it's a twenty one was... jump street kind of thing, like she's pretending to be a high school oh. student at the beginning and you're like, Oh god. It's it's bad. I'm so it it's makes really me glad bad. they canceled uh, uh, the show they're... because no. Yeah, once that came out I was like, yeah. Okay, but good riddance. <laughs> And then they're like those, those two boring generic boring white dudes, dudes who are like competing. I literally don't yeah. even remember who they were. I just remember there being other people. I'm just like, yeah, I'm not they, even, I barely watched it. There are conventionally handsome, boring white dudes who are arguing and being masculine and being boring. Those are the people she has to go against in the FBI, Rowan. What do you expect? Okay. God. Uh, I guess I'm glad that Quantico exists because now that show exists, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess maybe the Veronica <laughs> Mars it exists because now it exists. Because if Veronica Mars had been in Quantico, I guess maybe that wouldn't have happened because it would have bombed. So that would have bombed, right? We all can agree on that, right? It would have no, been post post Frozen. Kristen Bell is huge. Yeah, but that wouldn't have been post Frozen. This would have been like that next season, right? It was supposed to have been like the. Oh, or, no, or... I mean, if, if Kristen Bell had been on Quantico last. Oh year. no, that's different. No, no, no. Yes, I mean, no, if uh, what we were talking about. No, I mean, like if this, if this, <laughs> what are we talking about? If this trailer, if this trailer, if this trailer had been real and season four had come out and that was the season, it would have bombed so bad it would have really fucked everything up for her career, I'd imagine, or at least put a dent in it. Also, right. One of the characters in this 12-minute piece of shit, whatever you think, is played by Adam Kaufman, who was Jessica Chastain's boyfriend in the first season episode. So, Gee, I mean, I, I love Parker Abrams as much as the next person, but... That's not confusing at all. <laughs> you and Parker Abrams need to <laughs> get fucking stepping. <laughs> God, Parker, Parker Abrams. Abrams. still better than, like, 90% of, like, the random guys on Veronica Mars. You're you're not wrong, but still, my God! I, I, every time I think about how much you love Parker Abrams, consensual sex. Bring guys. back Army Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Army yes, Hammer! Please. He was great on the no, so, show. So, the worst thing about this Veronica Mars pilot is if it had gone through, then maybe Walton Goggins doesn't get cast and justified and justified. Well, no, it would be canceled immediately. I'm like, so what a horrible. Like, but that, but universe. I think that that the the poor press would have. You yeah, the poor press. It gets canceled immediately, but Walton Goggins is like recast, like after they pick up the, the series. So you're good anyway. 
But I think that the bad press would have totally put a dent in, in Kristen Bell. I think that she got out of this well, relatively no, if she unscathed. Did when in Rome, she could have done this and still, like, succeeded in life. I mean, you're true. That's, that's, she you was know. in a really dire romantic comedy, like, loop for a long yeah, time. Yeah. Remember You mm. Again? I, no, of course you don't. God, you again! <laughs> oh, well, you mean the re- you mean the reason why Jamie Lee Curtis is in that movie? Yeah, I do remember. I mean, I, I only wanted it for James Wolf's face, but like, it still was not enough. Oh, James Wolf! Oh my God! Yeah, I, did, I don't want to watch that. Never mind. Uh, so <laughs> I was, I was watched it. I'm like, I'll watch it again. No, never mind. Uh, Nothing's that bad. Weaver, Jamie Lee Curtis, Kristen Chenoweth, Victor Garber, Betty White. They're all in you again, you guys. It's it's yeah. an excellent cast, it a happens. terrible movie. <laughs> so, but yeah, so season the season four man that that trailer. All is... the notes are also in that movie. <sighs> oh yeah, it's a whole Actually, thing. Are are we really sure that Kristen Bell has had a good career? I mean, she's been in House of Lies for like five thousand seasons. House of Pies. Well, no one no one watches that though, Rowan. So <laughs> I, we can't be sure. I, 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 every that, episode of that. that she God, got, I got to watch her fuck uh, Ryan Hansen on that show and Ryan Devlin. Weird. Oh. The, the variety of monsters you always wanted. <laughs> fucking Mercer and Dick. She got that. Oh, she got oh. that Frozen money though. So yeah, yeah I mean, she's good. doing okay. I think she's done a couple of decent things besides Frozen, but I think it's 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 only better hopefully from here because of that. I don't know. I think she's she's done a couple of things up until that point that were pretty good too, right? I think. I mean, I've been thinking of played again, Dick too. So I guess I'm, that's oh, probably again, me so being. Good. It's excellent. That's I cannot recommend it more if you haven't seen it. Let's talk about but how great it is. She was I mean, I think she was pretty well received in like um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall and stuff. Yeah. Too. So she's done some good stuff. And Burning Love I think was always great. If you haven't seen that, go watch that. Who as well. Burning Love, like fuck you. Safety not guaranteed. Yeah, I can't imagine. Safety not guaranteed, so And of course she had the fucking gossip girl money she coming out of her goddamn ass. Mm-hmm. Parks and Rack. Yeah. <laughs> She's done she's it. She's right. She was also in movie forty three with a million other stars, which I still don't understand. That doesn't how that exist. Movie happened. Yeah. No does. It doesn't exist. I don't understand <laughs> how it happened. A lot of cocaine. Not <laughs> like some heroin uh, shit. Oh, and safety not guaranteed. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so safety not guaranteed. More. Oh, I didn't she's hear in that. She's in a time loop. Uh, <laughs> 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 the time loop. <laughs> Get onto the Greek. Okay. All right. So. So, uh, so she, she got out of that unscathed. That's a really good number three, Lisa. My three, I don't even know what my three would be. You guys kind of nailed all of them. Well, I think my least favorite three things. <laughs> Un-American Graffiti is up there. That's yeah. really, really bad. I've only seen it the one time, and I don't think I really want to rewatch that episode. It was so What is that? That's the Muslim racist graffiti. It's so insane. It's so bad. And then, um... So you're just shooting, like, your t- three worst episodes and not, like, specific, like, points? Well, I, I, I can do plots. Okay, I'll do plots at large. I think... Well, I think in general, oh, I think... yeah, that, that I th- one. I think I should say, instead of just that one, I think I should say all the, the anti-PC stuff in this. Like, I almost feel like it was on purpose where he just went... Where... I don't know if it was on purpose, but it felt like Rob Thomas was trying to attack every persecuted group <laughs> and that was just this well, chance I mean, what to do persecuted groups involve invisible children that Ryan Hansen is like very active yeah. in so yeah yeah so yeah. so I think yeah. I have a hard time with that like I felt, it felt way too preachy on a on a whole political level that I don't I don't want that in my TV necessarily if it's not like a political show I mean, it felt very forced I, I feel like it makes sense of Veronica Mars it just wasn't well executed yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe I'm saying, yeah, maybe it's more of that. Because I think on some shows it probably could have done a better job of, of feeling more... I don't know. I just felt the way that this season, it felt very... 
atonal to the rest of what was going on, for sure. Like, I feel like the the animal rights thing actually kind of did do what a good Veronica Mars political thing would do, where, like, she thinks there's something crazy up, and no, it's just kind of people doing their own thing. Yeah, Yeah. they they didn't just make them, like, the most unpleasant people, too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's a couple things that are like that. I wish they had kept Army Hammer, so I guess getting rid of Army <laughs> Hammer was bad. <laughs> That's my one bad thing. I can't That's a hundred... Did, did he go from Gossip Girl to this, or this to Gossip Girl? This to Gossip Girl? I think it's I just think? this to Gossip Girl, actually. Maybe Kristen guy. Bell, like, hooked him up? I don't know. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, so that, that, um... And I think the, my biggest... I mean, uh, we've all said... That, I said the PC thing. That Obviously, that includes all of the creepy rape stuff. I think that's awful. I think the worst part of that is the scene where pretty much the entire... I'm jumping ahead to a couple episodes later than the one we just discussed. But in Spit and Eggs, when she eventually... Basically, is she finds herself in the hallway of the group of guys that were basically being attacked by the, the feminists throughout the season. Because they're all... like A lot of the people who show up in that scene were the people who were making fun of the feminists throughout the earlier episodes. Like, not they're not the frat guys, but they're the guys on Wallace and, and Piz's floor that are, you know, she's questioned about other things. Oh, like the lampoon guys who aren't funny? Yeah, like, they're all guys you've seen before, and it's pretty much almost like, she, it's almost like they're saying, and see? They were right. Like, you can't criticize guys for stuff that they can actually, in the right situation, they would defend. And I'm like, I don't want this. Like, it was almost just like, like, look, Leave it to leave it leave feminism to the guys. I was just like, what is happening in this scene? It's I don't know if it was intentional, but it it still comes across as me one of the most absolutely like un incongruous like un like unappealing nonsense I've ever seen on a TV show. I, that 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 whole scene is literally one of the worst things, and the wrap up to it where she's just sitting around like. So I guess it was just like, it was. I'm like, that's not how you wrap up this scene where you just ran for your life to slow mo house music. Like it felt ridiculous to have like a next morning scene where they're like having coffee and just like like sh- like hanging out as friends. That's the one thing that Veronica Mars normally does very well is that the aftermath of all these dramatic season long mysteries has been like people crying alone in hotel rooms, people shaking on the rooftop together holding one another, people in a dark room like being depressed about stuff. Like I don't think it's a great way to end everything because it's pretty fucking sad, but it certainly makes a lot more sense than like the middle of the day, me and my friends hanging out in the quad just like, well, you know, stuff happens. I was like, oh my god, I don't want this because it just makes me sad. And and I think what we were saying before, I forget which one of, which of us brought it up, but I think the fact that Kristen Bell is such a great actor, it does feel extremely wasted in these scenes. Like, there was a scene in that same episode, I think it is, where the whole episode she's been telling everybody she feels fine, it's great, she's doing okay, and then eventually she pairs herself down to being alone for the first time, I think, or one of the first times, and even her dad's like, are you sure you're okay? And she's like, yeah, and he leaves, and she kind of just stares off into space, and then she takes a shower and just sobs. And, like, to me, that's, like, a great scene that would have felt much better with a better season to go around it. Instead, we have this really nice, depressing moment wrapped in a whole load of bullshit. Like, I don't I don't like to waste my time on stuff that's that bad, because it makes you feel like, wow, this it's is really too good for what the storyline that it's in. Yeah. Exactly. And I think, I think my least favorite thing of everything, or not least favorite thing, my third thing would just be, I think the way that they treat Mac mm-hmm. and Wallace and I guess to a degree Dick and obviously Piz eventually 
they're so background. They've but been they, background before. I mean, it's terrible, but like more of a money thing. Just I know, I know it is, but it's. Thing. And I really cannot recommend more to watch Play It Again Dick for that very reason, because it reminds <laughs> me of, like, oh my god. Even the movie, like, they do a pretty good job of giving them all things to do, but there's just not enough of them. I loved early seasons where you get so much and Wallace. Weevil. And Weevil. And so much Wallace. And not really utilized. Weevil is so much better. He's not just... Weevil barely used... Weevil is there pretty much as a right. human lock key. Like, that's all... He, like, lock and key. It's all he's there for. And to be blamed, and then a blamed for things that he for didn't certain do. Yeah. Things. Yeah, that's what he always is. It's terrible. And well, I mean, even season one has the journalism professor who gets booted out for money. Like it's right. It's the, it's the this is always tight. there. It's and just I, that this is hitting the people that we you know have come to love. And they're because they're bringing in new people, and I don't think that honestly, I don't need six, seven episodes of Ed Begley. I could have taken a lot more Wallace. That's all I mean. <laughs> like, I, I, I think the Dean does a very well put together character. He's not like quite at yeah. the level of. Why are you trying to get rid of, of Ed Begley? Uh, Get the fuck out, Well, he's who else is who else do you think is pulling the money in? It's probably him. It, no, no, I think it's, it's just it's, that they have. It's they went from like six and makeup budget. <laughs> <laughs> like, You're not wrong. The fuck they, yeah, they went from like six cast members to ten over the course of like season one to. four season three so you right. have piz and parker suddenly yeah and mac mac was also and someone who mac got in. added later and um like all these things eventually kind of you know yeah i just i think part of my sadness is is that when you get scenes like they, they have in these episodes they're still there but they're just being so poorly used because none of their plots can really be they can't um, be big enough to, to move over from episode to episode, really. Although, I guess Wallace kind of gets his more than one episode, but it's just, they don't have a ton of involvement in the main plot, so then they just get these these boring little side plots that are a real waste of everybody's time. Like, you might as well just involve them in the main plot, because they're so pointless half the time. Like, Wallace cheating? Who cares? Like, no. That's... Do you want him to have his own plot or not, Mora? Goddamn! I don't want him to be cheating. I want him to, to help with stuff or do something. Like he had so but much more utility in early seasons, especially early on. Veronica Mars is that Wallace wasn't his own character and he was just there to help Veronica. It's better that he has like a cheating plot, honestly. I guess. I just think he did eventually get I his think, own. I think there could be a happy medium. Yeah. But like that, one of the things that Rob Thomas or some of the other writers said is that the third main plot of the season was supposed to be some sort of crime where Wallace and Mac were the suspects, and that would give them a whole lot more to do. And I can't even figure out what that. Uh, would yeah, be. I can't. Even, I'm trying to. As you said that, I'm like, what the hell would that have even been? But like they know. they knew that the they knew that some of the old beloved characters were not being well treated, and I mean uh, that's what wanted that's to do budgets. more, and then you know, they got the hammer that basically destroyed them at the end of the season and somehow managed to salvage even the very end, but did not actually get, like, a main plot by then. Hmm. Man. Alright. Well, okay. Do we have anything else we didn't cover? The whole of fucking season three of Veronica Mars. I, we did, met, I, I, we breezed over before, but I think that there are definitely bad episodes from previous seasons. I don't think they're quite as bad as any of these, necessarily. Although, I, that one yeah, episode was exactly. The Chastain episode is awful. Yeah, and so is the so is the yeah, um, yeah, Duncan and Veronica take on the um, Mannings. the the Mannings. No, I mean Meg Mannings, the family. Oh my God, I don't remember what episode. I want to find that out exactly, but it, it's uh, a pretty. That nobody puts baby in a corner. I believe so. I th- she's definitely still in a coma, so it's probably that one. 
It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty right. There are two, right? There's the one where they like right. find out that the Mannings are bad, and then the one where they steal the baby. Yeah, yes. I forget which so one's worse. The, I think they're both the pretty one bad. Is the I, one that you were I talking like... about, well, Lisa, but the one yeah. that she's talking about, I believe, is nobody put baby in the corner. Yeah, because I think the first yeah. one's bad because it just feels like the rugs pulled out from under you because it's just like the whole episode's about something, and then suddenly it's they're actually just abusive, crazy people. Then the nobody puts baby in the corner feels like a after school special because like half of the plot is like shot in like soft focus and it's like Veronica and Duncan who we don't need that much Duncan in any episode basically yeah. investigate child they're, abuse and then steal trying, a baby. Yeah, that episode tries well, to I, bring a Duncan into Veronica's investigation even though and it, he's it, always it, scoffed at her being an investigator in the first place. And it is the clunkiest like oh so this is why he's never here because I mean, I do my appreciate god. Her him, like when he has his right. uh, <laughs> spy clothing on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I actually ended up liking that episode a fair amount, especially because usually we see this through Veronica's point of view, and we're kind of like seeing her solve the mystery, but in that one she is the mystery, so it's a nice little change of pace. Like, there there are definitely some issues with it, especially, you know, Duncan-ness, but that's the one where he leaves, so that's good. No, that's yeah, that's also good. very good. This, this not it's also work. a good Vinny episode, and anything with Vinny together, is... is Ron, you're thinking of Donut Run. Nobody puts baby in the corner yeah. the one with Meg's sister. Donut Run is the one. So later there are on. three episodes. No, they don't steal the two. baby in the one with the two. abusive stealing. Sorry, one is nobody the first puts baby one. in the corner is with Meg's sister who's being abused. Donut Run is where Do- Duncan leaves. Yeah. And the thing with okay. Donut Run is that then I was thinking of Donut Run. Yeah, and Donut, Donut Run is Donut Run. You're right, is good though because there's there's the plot of basically they realize the babies are gonna go. The baby is gonna go to the Mannings if they don't intervene, and there's no way for them to get custody. So then they have to take it to the level of stealing the baby. It's not good. It doesn't make sense that there's no way they can get custody. It's the crazy. Kids are billionaires. They are and billionaires. Also, and also, they have a systemic like child abuse thing going on. All all they have to do is just look into that more, like. But it was just. But the important thing was it got Duncan off of this show forever, and we never. It's especially we only saw him one more time, and that was the call to Clarence Weaver to kill Aaron Eccles. It's a yeah. CW. Done deal. Done deal. Done deal. deal. Fuck off. But it's weird, Rowan, because it was it's really like, exciting when it they're aired. Like, they're so. like four or five episodes apart, I think, so it just feels so weird. Like, why even, why not make them back-to-back? Like, why do we need to have That's this, like... That's too much Duncan for anything, Laura. Like, I, well, I know that, that, but I it's just like, what? make it one episode or something. Like, I don't need, I don't want, I don't ever want to have that much of Duncan again in my life. Like, <laughs> Alright, so, any other wrap-up thoughts? We good? Uh, so don't watch this episode. Don't watch most of season three. Do watch, watch this episode. It. You can at least say that you see this completely and realize that I'm right about Piz. Yeah, I mean, you can watch the first couple episodes. They're definitely way better than this. Although you're still going to get a lot of that. War- big, huge warning. If you don't like the whole rape thing, unfortunately, that's kind of so embroiled in this like, entire season. That, no one likes that, obviously, yes. But, I mean, if you don't want to watch shows that involve that heavily, unfortunately, this is a huge factor. Not just for the whole series, but definitely this season. But I think it's still worth maybe the first couple episodes to, to skip through the parts with that and then watch the, the Piz. Piz's welcome wagon stuff is pretty great. I think he's really good in the beginning. And I think even there are parts, in, like like Rowan said, the, the finale's got some moments that are pretty good. And the finale's fantastic. Yeah, I, I, it, I, I, I like, like it, finale. but... <laughs> Rowan, big fan the of the finale. finale is a top five episode. Really? Yep. Hmm. I I wouldn't put it up there, but I I, I do. It has its moments for me. I, I think I was more just so embittered by the whole series at that point. I got so mad. 
But um, but so anyway, so the, I think the sex video part of it is also why I hate third base video. <laughs> third base video, yes. But yeah, so 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 watch some of this ep- some of these episodes. Watch the Paul Rudd episode, but maybe just know that this season has plenty of failings. So don't feel weird if you don't like a lot of it. Um, and and then um, let's get on to plugs then. So what's up with you, Latoya? Plugging played again, Dick, and you can find me on Twitter at Lafergs. Yes. And what's up with you, Lisa? Uh, um, my birthday was five days ago from when this episode. Happy drops. birthday! Thank you. So yes, if you Lisa. want to send me presents, you can tweet me at it's Lisa E, and I will give you my address. And <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Do a fucking Amazon wish list. That's A-plus. right. No problem. Give me your address. Yep. <laughs> sure. Why not? And um, I'll get a post office box if it gets too demanding. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, that's my Twitter, and then I'm writing at the Televixen, and right now I'd be I'll be covering uh, the X Files reboot re series, whatever. Hell yeah! Yeah, so that's pretty sweet. Don't fuck Get it up, X Files. Don't <laughs> fuck it up. Fingers crossed. <laughs> okay, cool. And um, what's up with you, Ron? <laughs> I am now at inverse.com, which is a new website from rich people, and uh, <laughs> we have some good culture writers. And I am at slash culture, and I am writing about. TV and video games and Star Wars. All right. And then, um, as always, I am... Oh, did you for Twitter, Rowan? Right? I am at Rowan Kaiser. Okay, cool. Uh, um, and I, as always, I am at Mari on Twitter. Um, check out my recaps of uh, iZombie and uh, Supergirl from last week, uh, this week. And then uh, today, we've finally restarted Vampire Diaries. Uh, it'll be out soon. It starts tonight. So go watch Vampire Diaries and or, hope or this, this, this back don't nine... Watch. Hope the back nine is way better than what the first that, nine we're were. We're on the back nine already? Yeah. No, we're not I that so. far. Oh, no, I guess not. That's 13. But still. If they can fucking dig themselves out of this... Don't watch the Vampire Diaries. Just read our recaps. Mine and Morris. Just watch the yeah, pre- do that. Just watch the previous season of Vampire Diaries again and just yeah. End. Yes, and just think about Rick all day. All right, so um, so uh, check out those on the television. Um, the next episode of this show, two weeks from now, um, will be Entourage oh season God. four oh, yeah. episode episode seven. Open the day, f- the day fuckers. I always so, want- it's our. I always want to say that like Steve Carell, Entourage. Entourage. <laughs> It's it's our um, Valentine's Day episode, the Day Fuckers. So, oh, fuck you. so, so stay tuned for that. Oh yeah. Uh, so um, uh, that'll be uh, I think it'll be I think February fourteenth ish. Obviously, I don't know when exactly, but stay tuned. Um, and you can find us on Twitter at the Televoid. You can rate, subscribe, review us on iTunes. We have a couple listings or a couple uh, favorites there now. Go do the same. It's awesome. I will read out anybody who gives, gives reviews of us. I love the one person who thinks that we were too mean about uh, an episode of Beverly Hills 902. Oh, God, that person. <laughs> There's never, we're never mean enough about that, to be that, honest. I hope that person like, still listens and just wants to know. I hope they do. Uh, so anyway, so uh, so so go rate re- 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 review us there. It's awesome. Um, you can find us on Facebook too, uh, and then uh, at thetelevoid.com. See ya next time. Bye. <laughs>